Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. I'm a doctor, not a physician. Are we ready? Yeah, we're ready. What's up, everybody? It is Dork Trek, the once-a-week podcast yeah, yeah. that reviews Star Trek The Next Generation. We got a lot of stuff shaking today. We're going to review the episodes The Battle, Hide and Q, and we also have a very special interview in between the two with the young lady who goes by the name of Mary Serwinski. She wants to be Dr. Danner in the next J.J. Abrams Star Trek film, so we're going to talk to her as well. We got a lot of stuff planned today. It's going to be a big, big episode of Dork Trek. We boldly go where no one has gone before with mm. TNG. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. I, I am Lieutenant Commander Bob France. I'm Lieutenant Commander Dennis Black and Asian. I am Lieutenant Commander Tug Johnson, that is. And we have a very special guest today, all the way from well, Planet well, well. Mania. Planet Mania? Well, I never. In his full <laughs> regalia, my friends. Whoa, dudes. What's up? <laughs> Lieutenant Commander Holster's here, everybody. Whoa. <laughs> Should I use the translation device? Yeah, what do you, you think? You can, you can. Yeah, right. Is that better? <laughs> amazing. Amazing technology we have. <laughs> it works wonders. You won't, you won't be able to yell at his kid later on, I'm so sorry, man. Well, it is the 24th century, so the technology right. is pretty sound. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's so. there. It's and you know, Holster, you're there. You've got your bandana on, your sunglasses, uh, lovely uh Golden locks flowing <laughs> over here, <laughs> and you're wearing your your gold shirt. Yes, this and is I will say, garb on my planet. Yeah, uh, you look more professional than Argyle does. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Like you're gonna fix a warp cord and then go surfing or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then rip your uniform off. <laughs> whoa, dude. Whoa. dude I'm logging some serious holodeck off. time. Now, I Keeping the guns. I in. wouldn't cut the sleeves off because these things are expensive. That's yeah, exactly. why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, what episodes did we watch this week, Mister Dennis Black and Asian? We watched uh, two episodes this week. Episode nine, which was the battle. And uh, episode 10 was Hide and Q, Hide and Q. which I don't know Hide what it'll be about. Mm. I can't possibly imagine who might be a guest star in that episode. <laughs> it's like a Sesame Street episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So, the, yeah, the first episode uh, we watched this week was The Battle. The Battle. The Battle. Now, Dennis, yes. give us a brief synopsis of what happened. Okay. The Battle. Essentially, this episode starts out... The Enterprise has met up with a Ferengi ship that has requested mm-hmm. their presence. Yes. And like the Ferengi have done in their previous encounter, they don't say anything at first. <laughs> they kind of meet up and they're like, stand by for further communications. Yeah, the Ferengi, yeah. They, they, don't, they, don't, they don't speak much. No. They don't no. have much to say. No, which is no. actually good because they're very annoying when they yeah, speak. See, sure the weird part is like... Not to jump ahead of ourselves, but they finally do introduce the Ferengi again, and you see them. They're totally different from the first time you see yeah, the Yeah, yeah, they don't have, yeah. like, uh, the shakes. Yeah, because, like, the first time yeah. you see them on the one planet with uh, old Jimmy Page, I can't remember the episode. Yeah. Right. I don't remember the episode. But um, they're like little monkeys. Right. Yeah. They're like little space monkeys. Yeah. And then this time you see them, they're a lot more... They're not flailing about as much, right, you know. Right, and right, right, right. I mean, they still have a little bit of it, but not as badly it's, as it it's was not so before. foolish. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So they're awaiting transmission from the Ferengi vessel. They're just flying side by side. And Picard is in his quarters 
and he calls in Dr. Crusher because he's having these killer headaches. I, a headache. My space migraine is acting up. A headache. Surely you know what a headache yeah. is. Well, yeah. well, they had to explain because in the 20th, it's, you know, scoured the brain and eliminated right. most physical pain. Right, so right. I guess it's basically like if somebody says, hey, I've got bubonic plague nowadays. What? Bubonic plague. What is, what is that? <laughs> oh, it's oh, a... oh, yeah. You know, I've got scurvy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Scurvy. That's intense. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> so basically, you know, Crusher, she's she's a little taken aback by this because but you, you would think, though, being someone in the medical profession, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be ready for anything. Exactly. Right. Like the idea that she was like taken back and like thrown into a tizzy about someone yeah. having a headache. Yeah. How great of a doctor can she be? I mean, yeah. come on. You would think in this day and age in the 24th century, no more headaches. So nobody would what I'm saying it. is if you're a medical professional, you have to be ready for anything. Right. That is, like, that that is true. The that like, is true. They're exploring new planets. you got to imagine you're going to go to some planet that still has old bacteria Primitive, that used to yeah. be on Earth or something. So it's going to cause symptoms like mm-hmm. or symptoms. Similar to an old Earth disease, yes. she an old have any old space headache. aspirin. <laughs> right, exactly. No, they, no, they don't need aspirin because it's unnecessary at this yeah. point. No space ibuprofen. But, no, yeah, but really. she's just completely taken aback by it. Like her, she's oh my god! I would hate to have her telling me that I have something really yeah. wrong with me because she's, she's like, "What are you going to tell me next? You got a cold? <laughs> <laughs> Your fruit cake? The common cold? My we cured that sense. centuries yeah, ago." She's just not a very good doctor. I think. No, no bedside manner. No, none, none whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's pretty awful. That's why nobody's ever in sick bay. <laughs> they're like, they're, I'll just deal with it. Or they're, all, or they're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll get my drugs from Argyle. <laughs> He's got the good, good stuff. Afterwards. Hey, man, you want to go chill in the Jeffries tubes, man? We'll, uh, we'll crush up some... We'll fire this up, baby. <laughs> we'll crush up some Tylenol and snort it, man. It's going to be awesome. Man, I got some... I got some old school codeine, man. This stuff is good. <laughs> I got a headache. Oh. Yeah, so she gives him some minor treatment, I guess. She digs into her historical files and figure out what might help with a headache. So this is a headache. Interesting. Right. Yeah. And so Common currencies with a headache uh, often happen to a woman when it's time for coitus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I find this very strange. That so she might have been thinking that, like, oh, yeah, sure, now you have a headache. <laughs> I come this to your quarters. <laughs> Dressed in my finest blue garb. This is the finest blue coat you've ever seen. Uh. Yeah, but headaches. Yeah. Yeah. So they move on from that. And actually she tells him... Um, she, uh, does she order him to... She tries to tell him to take it easy, take a rest. Right, take a rest, he, take off says, duty. No, 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 I can't. I got to see what this Ferengi thing right. is about. Right, as he's getting ready to kind of take off his uniform and go off duty, he gets paged by Riker. Yes. And Riker tells him, hey, the Ferengi are ready to talk now. Uh-oh. So he says, hey, oh, sorry, doctor. Three days, so. Duty calls. Duty calls. Yeah. Duty. Yeah. Duty calls. <laughs> so he heads duty. to the bridge, and uh, they await transmission from the Ferengi and they contact them and of course the Ferengi takes up the whole screen again. Oh, of course. Which yeah, doesn't make yeah. any sense to me but the Ferengi takes up the whole screen and the Ferengi guy, I was he Daemon? Yeah, of course. Yeah, they're all yeah, Daemon. The, the Daemon. Yeah. Daemon Bach. It's Daemon Bach, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because they said, your name is Daemon Bach. He's like, yes, I'm Bach. Damon of Ferengi. <laughs> yeah. It's because, like, if you watch the first episode, the first uh, captain of the Ferengi vessel also said, I'm Damon of Ferengi. Yeah. And so you assume, oh, there might only, you know, that's the only one around. But apparently that's their equivalent to captain. Right. Is, yeah, uh, yeah. Damon, the Damon. one who runs the ship. Damon, Damon Bach. Bach. Right. Damon of Ferengi. Right. Exactly. So uh, They were Uggs. 
Yeah. They were oh. Uggs. Oh, yeah. Totally. yeah. They totally. were Uggs, dude. They're fashionable, Yeah, totally. They're, they're fashionistas. Yeah. <laughs> <In> space. <laughs> Yet again. <laughs> the trendsetter. TNG yeah. sets yeah. the standard. I know. I know. Only that show can do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Totally. Yep. <laughs> Uggs. <laughs> really scary. So uh, Damon Bach says, uh, we have a proposal we'd like to discuss with you, but we want to... Do it in person, and then all the. Shall we meet on our, our ship, ship or yours? yours? My place no. or yours? Then all the. Thank God she's there, because I don't know what you'd do without. Right. <laughs> without what you'd do without her. The yeah. useless one. Captain, I sent some deception yeah. on the. But this part. time, yeah, Troy, Troy gives yeah, the cutoff sign. She's like, yeah. "Hey, cut yeah, off yeah, communications." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I was, if I was you, I'd be like, "What are you doing? <laughs> you can't yeah. do that. You can't you order me around. You're a counselor." I'm sorry, our uh, space connection dropped. <laughs> <laughs> I have space AT and T. That's really <laughs> terrible. <laughs> the reception in this sector is just awful. Sorry, Damon Bach from Ferengi. <laughs> Perhaps if I aim my ship to the right, I'll get better reception. <laughs> Let me stand close to the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she alerts him that there's something strange going on. So I guess she can. Captain, I sense deception. Exactly. Hey, thanks, genius. <laughs> I know what that is. Deception. I would just love to hear somebody else on the bridge when Troy says, because that's all she ever says. Like those are her only lines. Right. Captain, I sense deception, or she just senses things right. that are obvious to everyone. I would just love to hear, like you know, right. third class yeoman just go, yeah, okay, great. Because <laughs> yeah. nothing from their uh, their previous dealings with the Ferengi would. Lead them to believe that the Ferengi might be lying to them I mean, about they something. They were lying to old Jimmy Page about I dragged <laughs> him to words. In yeah, his exactly. Mouth. <laughs> yes. No, they're honest Johnsons. <laughs> <laughs> they're stand-up guys. I sense deception. <laughs> Really? He's so, like, open the alien frequencies well, yeah. again. Just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> shut your man, please. Up. So, you know, they discuss briefly. And uh, Picard invites the Ferengi contingent to come aboard the Enterprise yes. to discuss in person what they have to propose. And uh, Worf isn't happy about it. No, no, They're coming all. here. Yeah, Worf hates yeah. everybody. Yeah. yeah he, he's, he's a grumpy guy. He is a grumpy guy. I think he's just mad because he doesn't have any lines. Yeah. <laughs> he just stands in the back and gets his ass wolfed. He remembers the last time. He got yeah. suplexed by the, uh, by the Ferengi. He's yeah. like, oh, man. Mm. They might yeah. school me once again. <laughs> suplexed by you know, <laughs> He was. Procedure-wise, I always wondered, why would they just be these Ferengis in, like, your bridge? What? Don't they? Shouldn't they like beam them somewhere else? Where? Well, they beam the Frankies beam wherever they wanted. To. Yeah, they beam themselves over. Yeah, they beam themselves over. Oh you man, would have like been in, in the. But when they went to uh, Planet Africa, they beamed them into the cargo bay. Well, that's because second class. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it pretty is. bad. It's Space racism. Yeah, Space yeah. Racism. it is pretty racist. Yeah. Yeah, hey, you, so we're gonna beam you uh, black people on the ship, but you're gonna be in the back of the ship. But you know, if I if <laughs> I'm back. one of the designers, the next to the shuttles and the thrusters. Yeah, if I'm one of the people who designed, you. <laughs> they designed the Enterprise with a transporter room, a whole room dedicated to transporting people and things. Rooms. Yeah, there's yeah. more than one, but there's a specific place where transportation is supposed to, you know, basically be done. Yes. Right, and they, and they rarely use it. No, never. Yeah. So what's the purpose it? of having a room if you can do well, it from anywhere on the ship? We'll get to it later. I suppose. I, it's just one of those. It's just the, it's, again. It's just one of those weird things. They just show up on the deck, and again, right. they're not all monkey-like. They're actually kind of tall and standing upright, like yeah, human yeah. beings. Right. And then he says, "We have a proposal for you, Captain." Oh, yeah. we have a proposal for you. Commercial. Yeah. yeah. Then you come back, and then what happens, DBA? Uh, then, uh, what does happen next? Uh, Is that when Wesley comes to the bridge? 
probably. Or actually, this might be before they uh, they beam up. Yeah, I think Wesley comes to the bridge and says, "Hey, you're about to get a proximity alert." And they're right. like, "What?" Right, he's right. like, "No, that's just stand right, by. You're right. about to get a proximity alert." And then, sure enough, oh, proximity alert. <laughs> <laughs> I again, he knows too much for a kid. Yeah. Well, he just happened to be down at engineering. Messing around. Well, he was working on the long-range sensors. Go play on your Xbox or, or Space PlayStation 20. I don't yeah, care. He, he was just messing around with one of those, the sensors. This kid needs friends. And you know what? And he did. He made them work stronger. And even Data was yeah. like, really? Data's how'd like, really? How'd you, how'd you, do, you do that? Do that? Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. That's amazing. Please right. explain. And so uh, but Data obviously has been yelled at for going off on tangents at this point. <laughs> so he decides, oh, okay. We, we can discuss this later. But again, Wesley knows things that an android that's built to know everything <laughs> yeah, exactly. knows. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> Data's no idea what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. Well, he'll Wesley, start making improvements. Wesley knows. Yeah, he may not know, but he'll figure it out. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Wesley sucks. He does suck. And it was his birthday yesterday, so happy birthday, kid. Will Wheaton. Yeah. <laughs> Eat him. So then all of a sudden they say it's, it's, it's what a consolation class right. ship. What could it be? What could it be? What could it be? It's a what could it be? Oh, who, knows? who knows? What could it be? It's Captain Picard's old vessel. Yeah, and basically the Ferengi after they they beam aboard, they say, "Oh, don't worry about that ship. It's under our control." Ooh. And they're like, "What's a constellation class vessel doing under your control?" That's right. And uh, basically the uh, Damon Bach explains, "Well, you know, it, we're here to present you with a gift to the hero of Maxia." Ooh, the yeah. hero, the hero the of, Maxia. of Maxia. To the hero <laughs> of Maxia. <laughs> so uh, they're like, "Everybody Maxia. likes presents, though." Huh? Picard didn't seem like he was too into the idea of receiving a present. No, and well, he had no idea. I don't, I don't think he likes surprises. Likes presents. Right, and he's like, oh, why, am, why am I the hero of Maxia? I've never refer, heard it referred to Yeah, as what's, such. What's, what's Maxia? And Data's like, they might be talking about the encounter that you had <laughs> on your old vessel right. in the Maxia system where you blew up a strange vessel. What Maxia? He's like, oh, yes, that's right. That did happen before. <laughs> oh, yes, I remember. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The Picard in, Doctrine. Yeah, interest, I blew up a ship. Interesting, I yeah. remember. Yeah, and so basically it's revealed that, oh, this is take a closer look at this vessel. Uh, Damon Bach tells him to do, and so they they magnify, and oh, that's my old ship. It's the Stargazer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that looks familiar. <laughs> the Meat Gazer. <laughs> USS Meat Gazer. <laughs> and I thought the boner was a bad thing for sure. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I didn't slide anything in there. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> then there it is. Yeah, there it is. And uh, Damon Bach is like, we we offer it to you for free. Yeah. Wow. And the other As guys, his first. <laughs> Officer's like, for free? <laughs> Silent. <laughs> no As profits. A, a gesture of friendship. Oh, no got, profit? This is bad. You got to know something's <laughs> up. Everybody knows something's up except the Enterprise. Like, they're right. like, oh, yeah. cool, we get a free ship. Yeah, That's exactly. Awesome. Hey, man, thanks so a wait, lot. You're so nice. Wait a minute, so you're telling me if I go... I can get a free hotel room in a beautiful city, yeah. but all I have to do is sit through a nine-hour presentation? That's awesome. <laughs> That's cool. Sold. Yeah. They essentially fell for that. Everybody else in the world is just like, what are you doing? Right. Oh, free ship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's not even a nice-looking free ship. It's not. It's uh, old. Obviously, it's, it's old. old it's, it's, it's at a... least nine years old because yeah. it's been lost. Yeah. Because right. even Picard was like, oh, we jettisoned yeah, the vessel. We out. abandoned the vessel. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why he doesn't like the Enterprise. It's because he just wishes he was back on the on the stargazer. No, on the stargazer. It, okay, he's he's given up his command. Mm-hmm. He's surrendered countless times. Yes, three times at least twice. Ready. At least and twice. And he has a history of his other vessel. He just abandoned it. Yeah. Like he didn't, he shouldn't, what, couldn't he have blown it up or something so it doesn't fall in enemy hands? They don't get the technology? Yeah, exactly. He just abandons it. Yeah. Hey, yeah, let's put him in charge of the uh, Galaxy Club. Very ships. reckless. Yeah. 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 
But so, anyways, they uh, they convene a meeting to discuss what they're going to do. Uh, they they want to investigate further, make sure that it's not a trap. It's and, a trap. Uh, so no way would, it could why be. Why would it be a trap? Right. And so everybody's <laughs> That's like, just silly. Why can't hey. just Ferengis give ships for free? <laughs> exactly. And Picard all of a sudden has these terrible headaches. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, very coincidental. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing suspicious going Man, on. Well, here. Brain hurts, but we have a free ship. Right. <laughs> brain hurts, free ship. Brain hurts, free ship. <laughs> we'll take the ship. <laughs> but then at least the crew kind of draws the right conclusion. They're like, "Hey, this used to be your vessel." How come it's just floating out here in space? <laughs> and so Picard goes into the story of how he was commanding it, and they were... Um, Which was a, cool cool background. It was pretty right, cool. It was cool right, background. Right. I really dug yeah, it. Yeah, how they were a- attacked by an, un- an unknown vessel. vessel. Yeah. And came so they... One of the craters of the moon. They blasted it, <laughs> basically. Yeah. And uh, they, he came up with the Picard maneuver. Yes, the, oh, yeah, that was a cool maneuver. I would do what any helmsman would do. <laughs> right, exactly. Any helmsman? I don't think so, sir. <laughs> and they, they learned about this in Starfleet Academy, obviously, because Geordi talks about it later. Oh, I can't yeah, believe I'm, exactly. I'm on this vessel. You know, I've never... So why were they so clueless about why it was adrift? They obviously knew that it had been abandoned because they had learned about think, this. They I learned about the Picard maneuver. I think they're just surprised that someone found it. Yeah. That's what it just seems like. They probably like. thought it was yeah. going to blow up it's or something. Ki- it's kind of like when you have explorers, because at the, at the heart of it, they're explorers, and they find like an old shipwreck. Yeah. Like, oh, cool, look, an old shipwreck. Let's let's get it out. See yeah. what's in there. Yeah. But what's funny is uh, Picard's kind of going over the tale of how the attack went down and how he defended the ship and destroyed the other vessel, and he starts having like a Vietnam veteran flashback. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the ghostly images. It's yeah. cool, too, because he's having the, the Vietnam flashback. With, like, Nintendo sound effects in the background. Yeah. Well, even during the briefing, when he's talking about it, he's like, he's like, uh, you know, he calls out his old lieutenant's name. Yes. Right, right. You know, what, what do they show on the... Uh on the center. Vigo, that's right. Vigo. 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 Like, what's happening? Yeah. They're like, what? Who's that <laughs> report? Vigo. Vigo. Vigo's Who's Vigo? Vigo? He's like, he's my tactical officer. <laughs> he says it so as matter-of-factly, yeah. too. Right, right. They're like, uh... Isn't he here? Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, it's cool background, but again, is Picard in any shape to be... A the commanding officer? Yeah. Of, of the, the flagship of the Enterprise? A lot of questionable things He's about him. He's having flashbacks of right there yeah. in his ready room. Yeah. Post-traumatic stress, dude. I know. And it's still there. Yeah, you thought it was crazy when he was possessed by an energy being. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him now. He's just crazy. He's There's no... I mean, obviously, he's having these headaches that are unexplainable. It's terribly getting worse throughout the episode. Yeah. My headaches. But they, they basically decide, all right, let's go check out the Stargazer, see what's happening with it, and uh, then we'll beam you aboard, Picard, and you can kind of reminisce aboard. Excellent. Yeah, so they beam over an away team, uh, Riker, Wharf. Tasha, Jordy, Data. See, those are heavy hitters. Yeah. yeah. That's basically finally, the A-team of away teams yeah, right there. That, yeah. Finally, finally, if they're a wharf in there. Yeah. Thank God. He's doing something. Yeah, man. but the funniest thing about it is you look around the bridge, and everything is labeled with huge <laughs> yes. letters. Yeah, like, no, it's, <laughs> it's, like no. it's awesome. Yeah, Data's at the at the tactical station. Yes. And how do I know this? Tactical. Huge letters saying tactical. <laughs> it reminds me of going to the old commissary when you were a kid. If you ever yeah, exactly. The when you couldn't afford. Yeah, produce. Stuff. You had macaroni noodles. Yeah. <laughs> Here it is. What's that? 
tactical. What's <laughs> that? Helm. Science. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Which is weird because... Hey, thank you. I would have gotten lost. <laughs> I would not seen the sign. <laughs> in the original series, they didn't have any markings like that on stations. Everybody kind of knew where everything was. You know, mm-hmm. Spock was at his little science station looking through his little box that yeah, glows right. in his face. But it didn't say science station or anything like that. Well, but on this, on the Stargazer... It's Everything's got to be there. Different. It's just yeah. different. It's like no braille, though. for all his no armors, braille. guys. No, no braille. braille. And it was, yeah. all in, it was all in English. Yes. So I guess you're assuming everyone back then spoke English. Yeah. Right. Or, or had to learn English. Or, yeah. or they had yeah. universal translator glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Tactical. Yeah. So they check it out, and everything seemed to be A-OK with it. Which no. is also very strange. The ship's been yeah. adrift for nine years. Abandoned. Yeah. And everything's... Okay. Yeah, it seems like it can be operational. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it was. There's no apparent traps. No. Nothing suspicious. Nothing at all. They don't really look that closely, no, but... No. I think they gotta just... Bre- These yeah, Ferengis yeah. are trusting. Yeah, yeah, this is great. Yeah. So, uh, they beam Picard over, and he's you know, instantly goes into reminiscent mode. Yes. He goes to his old quarters. Yeah, he's like, uh, you guys do this and that, and I'm gonna go to my old quarters and just kind of hang out for a little and bit. he's just reading a couple books. Yeah. He's sitting yes. in his quarters reading a couple books. He's reminiscing yeah. his days yeah. in the end. Yeah, and then he opens a trunk, and he's kind of rummaging through it, and all of a sudden, this orb... Yeah. Starts glowing red. And Did you not notice that thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I, I don't remember putting that there. <laughs> oh. That's a, it's again, it, it's another simple thing to me where it's yeah. the idea of, this isn't mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you probably shouldn't bring this over there. What is yeah. it? could be a bomb. He starts, no, he starts getting a, a headache when it starts glowing. Yes. And then Crusher happens to walk in. At that moment. Sean Luke, are you okay? Yeah, and so uh, they take him back aboard the Enterprise, and then beam his... Beam all of his... his belongings over. Yes, belongings. all of his possessions. Yeah. Including the trunk with the device. What is this device? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. It, it looks, looks really like, cool, though. It looks like half a Japanese beetle or something, but it's really neat. I don't yeah. know. What could it be? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's back aboard, and Crusher's analyzing him, and then um, Riker is approached by Data. And Data tells him, hey, uh, I've got something you need to see. But what's funny is Data, Data comes in, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Data comes into the room, and he doesn't say anything. Riker's like, what is it, Data? And Data just walks past him to the little console there. <laughs> He's like, what's all the mystery? <laughs> like Data forgot how to talk for yeah, five yeah, minutes. Yeah. And then he explains to him, uh, we got a very strange log entry here from right. Captain Picard when he was on you know, the last, one of the last log entries. And gives a very different account of what happened in this battle. I blew them up! Yeah. <laughs> and basically, the they I'm play it back, him. and Picard is explaining how, mm. well, we saw this this ship, and I guess I mistook this sensor array for a weapon of some kind, but it's all right, because I destroyed it. Yeah. So I nobody will ever find all. out. No one will ever know. Exactly. So why am I recording this now? <laughs> this is probably not very wise. Why am I doing this evidence against <laughs> I, me? And I've gotten away with the perfect crime. Yeah. All I have to do is delete this log entry. I'll do it later. <laughs> <laughs> right, and it, you know, hey, it sounds like him, but it's it's yeah. obviously got to be a fake. You know, they're they're kind of weird, weirded out by it. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Go analyze it. You can't trust a Ferengi, right? Yeah, but again, nobody nobody brings this up. Right, nobody brings up the fact that you can't trust a Ferengi. Yeah, but what's weird is Picard comes in and and Riker tells him, hey. Hey, boss, we got this weird recording. Right, right. Sounds like you might have just uh, murdered these people. <laughs> Picard. Yeah, Picard yes, seems yes. excited. He's like, I might lose my job. <laughs> <laughs> I could go work at that bar that I want to work yeah. at. Back home in France. Go back that to bar that Guinan runs. 
<laughs> the thing too is like Picard doesn't know. He's like, I might have blown that ship up. Yeah, yeah, he starts questioning yeah. himself. I think I did that. Yeah. Yeah. How drunk was I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they basically uh, they come to the conclusion. Okay, Riker, you're going to have to report this to Starfleet. Uh-huh. That'll be about a day for it to travel by subspace. He's a narc. Which is kind of confusing to me because I know from watching future episodes. They can communicate pretty readily with uh, Starfleet headquarters well, back on Earth. You have to look at it. Maybe the technology gets better maybe as they go on their voyage. Maybe, or but maybe I mean, that's a pretty big leap that it's going to take a day, basically, to send a message back to uh, Starfleet headquarters. But then in future seasons, even if, you know, I guess they were on the Enterprise, uh, that crew was together for like 15 years or something like that. I think they allude to it in Nemesis that is the 15 years that Riker's been on the crew or whatever. But even over that amount of time, you know, that's a pretty big leap in hey, technology. Look how far it's gone with cell phones. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, if you look at it, like they got uh, space A and AT and T working on the technology. Your first cell phone. You know, how it's long like ago was that? It was like yeah. a giant. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Now you can access the internet and do all kinds of neat stuff on there. So I mean, it's possible. Yeah, but communicating on this planet is a little bit different than interstellar communication. Uh, but I mean, not in the 24th century, Dennis. Maybe. Why are we arguing this? I don't know. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> I know. And we're arguing it very rationally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't buy it. I, it just doesn't make sense to it's me. It's just a stupid, stupid yeah. idea. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so basically they need to investigate and figure out, and again, get some evidence as to, to show that this is false. That right. the Ferengi yeah, have tampered with it and it's a false recording. And Riker's a total space narc. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Hey, look, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> you basically got 48 hours here, Captain, and then I'm going to have to put you in the brig. <laughs> I got to call it in. Then, hey, did you see, did you see Wrath of Khan? Yeah, we're going to shoot you out of an eyeglass case. <laughs> yeah. Don't do this quickly. You're going to be jettisoned. Yeah, but then Riker starts to suspect there might be something going on here. So he calls up uh, First Officer Cazazo over there and right, first officer has a little first officer. first officer to First Officer discussion with him on a, over a secure channel. Which was where's the Which was very, I thought, too. It was very – it could have turned erotic. I yeah, think. it was a little weird. Yeah. First Officer to First Officer. Hey, yeah. First Officer to First Officer, my friend. Let's yeah. – we have a first officer's code. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which kind of leads you to believe that there's been more encounters with the Ferengi the, since yeah, they were on yeah, uh, yeah. Jimmy Page planet. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. I like the Ferengi. Yeah. They've kind of figured out that, okay, they're not all bad. There might be, you know, some dishonorable some components. Logical ones over there. Right. Yeah. But maybe I can talk first officer to first officer. They still have a military kind of uh, ethic. You never know. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. But what profits but I mean, in mind? Where's yeah. your captain? Where is the captain of the Ferengi vessel? Nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah, he's always off doing whatever <laughs> yeah, he wants to he's do. He's in the science he's station He's in the science station, yeah. and he's in there with the half-Japanese the beetle <laughs> yeah. turning up the volume. <laughs> yeah. And then Picard gets It's too loud! It. Yeah. Yeah. I will get you, Picard. You're like, why is this guy, why does he hate Picard so much? I don't understand. And it's like the worst yeah. revenge. I'm just going to give you a headache. I'm just going to give all. you a headache. What is going on here? I'm <laughs> yeah. so confused. You killed my people. No, I'll just we give you a headache. know that yet. I mean, he hasn't really mentioned that, has no, he? No, no. Well, the no, Battle of Maxim. he hasn't mentioned anything about the... Yeah, so he's just giving him this massive headache and a, and a ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But basically, Kazazo tells Riker, hey, we're not doing anything fishy here, and I don't appreciate your tone, basically, and cuts Jerk. out the communication. Hangs up on him. Right. Click. And uh, <laughs> so then uh, Picard calls in Crusher again, and he's having even worse headaches. They're worse than they've ever been. It's just the worst, and he seems like such a little 
wuss, you know. <laughs> and he's he's crying so much, oh, and she's so like, funny. "It doesn't look like you're resting." And he's like, "Not resting, more like I'm dying here." <laughs> <laughs> all right, Picard. All right, all right. So she gives. Yeah, him so a he's set. overly dramatic she about the whole thing. Sure, he puts two computer chips on his head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something I think uh, Crusher's just effing with her. With him, you know, like, yeah, but it seemed like she would might have been ready to take advantage of him at that yeah, point because yeah. she dims the lights. Well, she's in. Oh, I mean, you know, the the, when you bay. have a headache, yeah. maybe she did some space research. And when you have a headache, the bright lights it could be bad. Yeah, so it hurts your eyes. Lights down. It's an ocular thing. You know. What yeah. Say it. Yeah. Yeah. What are you do? So she leaves him there sleeping, basically, and then he goes into a dream episode, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, he's got the nom re- <laughs> flashbacks. <laughs> he starts hallucinating. <laughs> Vigo doesn't, is there. Doesn't tell anybody about this. No. It's no. just his dream because it can't be connected. No, but uh, yeah, he's, just, he's got this intense head pain and these flashbacks. These are all random events. Yes. This is completely no connection random. whatsoever. No, no, no. The fact that I have a dream about Vigo and my ship being here, no connection. <laughs> exactly. One thing that I found peculiar though is he's talking to Crusher basically getting psychiatric advice from her and yeah. I understand you know if you're a doctor in the future maybe you gotta be able to do psychiatry as well a as bit on the side, a little yeah. medical science but they have a counselor as a part of their staff her job <laughs> is to counsel and emotions. be the psychiatrist he's like nah, I don't want to talk to her well it's cause she, everybody knows that she's worthless <laughs> exactly yeah. that's why yeah. Yeah. she's taking up space. headaches <laughs> Something appears to be on your mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no us, lady. You're brilliant. <laughs> Counts the try. Maybe I... you should stop worrying. <laughs> oh, Take Troy. a space bath. Yeah, she sucks. Like, no, There's no reason for her to be there. Yeah. But yeah. what are you going to do? But yeah. she's, she's like Riker's squeeze. She's eye candy. Yeah, she is. Totally. You know? Yeah, worthy totally. eye candy. Yeah. Yeah. So... Riker's, or excuse me, Picard is having his dream sequence. He's reliving the whole thing, and they show uh, Damon Bach is sitting there masterminding, and he's like, oh, yes, yes, you'll be injured like you've injured me, which kind of was like a flashback to me of Khan. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's a good revenge. But what could he mean? I have no idea. How did he injure him? I'm so confused. Yeah, because obviously the other ship was destroyed, so he couldn't have been on there. Right, So what happened? And then all of a sudden, enter... Wesley Crusher. Of course. <laughs> what is this kid doing here? What is He's what? like, I don't know a whole lot about brain scans. Obviously more than you do, Mom. But. but. Well, it's funny, too, because, again, it's the dynamic of Wesley and, and Beverly's relationship. Yeah. Yes. Beverly's, Beverly's having the conversation with Troy about what, <laughs> yeah. oh, what's wrong with the captain. And Wesley walks in. Oh, what do you want, Wes? It's like, exactly. Can't you see I'm working? Well, I was in so-and-so looking at so-and-so. I was engineering. And I just happened to see these brain scans. Yeah. <laughs> and the brain scans match this weird frequency we're getting from the other vessel. This low-level yeah. frequency. Come on, Wesley. And then the line, I don't know much about brains. She should have just yeah. smacked him, right? <laughs> exactly. I don't know much about brain scans, but I will do the surgery on somebody's brain right now. Oh, brains? Okay, and they leave. Yeah. Wesley. Adult. Yeah. And, Adult. And again, I feel like yeah. Deanna yeah. Troy's, her scene in that movie, in that show, in that, in that specific scene, in that episode was useless. Oh, yeah. She is to- yeah. totally useless. Yeah, that one episode. really pointed out as extremely useless. I think people basically use her to just bounce ideas off of. Yeah. And if she likes the idea, they're like, okay, that must be bad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> Does anyone have a plan B? Yeah. <laughs> plan T will fail. So we'll go with plan B. <laughs> Plan Troy, W. Wesley, Troy, what do we do? Troy likes this idea. 
Scrap it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> we did not hear that. Erase it from the logs. <laughs> I sense they're not listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> you have sense right for once. <laughs> yeah. Hey, way to go, stupid. <laughs> but again, Wesley just shows up and knows everything. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Know it all. Know it all. Hate know it all. So, yeah. But instead of telling like uh, Tasha or somebody who's in a position of authority, he goes to his mom. Right. Who doesn't love him anyway? Yeah. But he just got counseled earlier in the episode about bringing important things like this to the attention of the bridge crew. And what does he do <laughs> with his first opportunity? He discovers something. Oh, He's like, oh, let me go talk to mom real quick. Yeah, mom will know. Yeah. Mm, stupid. Yeah. And it's about the captain. It's not like it's about, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some dude. Hey, this beam that's coming from the Ferengi ship exactly matches the brain waves <laughs> of our captain. I, I just thought I would tell you that. I'll tell my Yippee. mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Picard walks up on the bridge. You know, his dream is over, and uh, he's feeling good. Yeah, he feels great. They're like, "Oh, captain, what are you doing here?" He's like, "Oh, never been better." <laughs> and uh, he basically orders them to uh, disengage the tractor beam. They've been towing along the the, uh, the stargazer. Yeah. The inertia will carry the ship. Right. Did it you learn Or did that? you forget your basic uh, tractor beam <laughs> physics? No. He's like, no, oh, of course, we'll release the tractor thinking beam. About it, Captain. Yeah. <laughs> so they do that, and uh, then Picard beams himself over. I was telling my wife this. <laughs> I was watching this, and I told my wife this. I said, why... Would they let Picard anywhere near the transporter yeah. room? <laughs> Every time he goes there, he does something stupid. Yeah. I'm going to beam myself into outer space and live, with some this, yeah. live with this alien entity yeah. and explore the galaxy. Yeah. The next thing you know, he walks by there. He's on another vessel. Yeah, he's had very suspect behavior for the last couple of days. <laughs> and can't let like, him oh, whatever. He's Captain Crazy. Yeah. Can't let him anywhere near the transporter yeah. room. He basically he leaves the bridge. Then Dr. Crusher comes up and tells Riker, hey, we think that uh, the Ferengi might be messing with the captain. Oh, no. all right. Hey, computer, where's the captain? Yeah, he's he's in the transporter room. The transporter room. No. Oh, uh, transporter room. Uh, can you stop? Yeah, this he's ca- oh, he's gone. <laughs> Update. He left. <laughs> he's not aboard the vessel anymore. Again, Picard is nowhere allowed near that transporter yeah, room. Eddie. He's like a. It's it's awful. <laughs> he's like a kid. Don't push that button. Push that button. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what? Oh yes, I'm leaving the ship. And then he transports over, and then we learn the big reveal of the episode. Yeah. Damon, right. Damon Bach, Bach is waiting for him there. His son yeah. was killed on the vessel, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah, he's been all these years since that attack happened. Plotting. He's been plotting his revenge. Yeah, and he bought, and, the, and he bought this vessel and, the, and this machine that we now know is it implants thoughts into your head. And right. All this it's illegal stuff. in uh, it, Ferengi yeah. culture even the, even the Ferengi have said, hey, this thing is illegal. <laughs> so yeah. you know it's pretty That's bad. Something. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, so uh, he basically reveals, this is how I've been controlling you. And so then he throws it into high gear, and now Picard is just gone. Yeah, he's... You know, he's in total flashback mode now. And... Uh, <laughs> There's no getting him out of it. Yeah, he, he throws up the shields and everything. Yeah, and he's ready to attack the Enterprise. Yeah. Uh, Damon Bach is going to have his revenge. He's yeah. going to kill Picard because Picard killed his son. Yeah. And, but he's going to make him kill himself, basically. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's a cool plan. It's kind of Monte yeah. Cristo you know, almost. Yeah. I really dig it. Yeah. It's a pretty 
pretty well thought out revenge plan. Yeah, because I mean, he buys. He even says, "Damon boxes." I spent my entire fortune. Yeah. Getting this ship and getting these devices. Right. And it's worth every penny of it. Yeah. Mm. Well, you got to imagine if your son went out on his first cruise as Damon of a vessel <laughs> and gets killed, he gets blown up the bits. He'd probably be pretty mad about it. Oh yeah, by somebody that doesn't even remember it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Battle of. I don't remember it being so great. Oh yes, I killed all those people. Oh, in the Battle yeah. of. Uh, I killed so many Maxis. people. It's hard to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> that was really more of a skirmish, not a battle. No. But yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I think it's a great revenge episode. Yeah. And then basically it all kind of unravels. Yeah, the, they basically get him to destroy, use his phaser to destroy the little mind control thing yeah, and break him out of, his, thing, yeah. out of his uh, psychotic episode. And then the 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 what the 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 number t- yeah Kazago uh, yeah takes control of the vessel from Damon Bach because right. and we learned something about the Ferengi in this episode they don't do anything that's not profitable to exactly them. this yeah. is revenge this has nothing to do with profit it's totally pointless and stupid for them to that's do. what made right. it even worse yeah, yeah. they wouldn't mind revenge if they're getting paid for it no, totally but, but if basically it's just revenge nah. for revenge sake then there's no point right. I, yeah. I'm gonna say I love this episode. I thought it was all right. I really enjoyed it because like you get cool backstory with Picard, which yep. I thought was awesome because you learn all this stuff. He's not just some old guy with a you know horseshoe bald head. He 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 was he had this old vessel. He blew up some people. He did some stuff. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? <laughs> uh, and then he got I, away. It kind of lets you know that he's not just some stodgy guy who kind of skated his way through yeah. the ranks. Or you know he's just, got some street cred. Yeah, or he's just some you know uh, I guess some. Pacifist that you know retreats and, right. <laughs> and quits at every moment, at right. every turn. You know? Right, he's actually right. got some badass. Yeah, he does, yeah. and he he blew up the ship because they fired upon him. You yeah. know, and I think it's a great. Episode. And from the flashbacks, it seems like he gave him every opportunity to kind of quit attacking him and figure out what was right. going on. Yeah, yeah. But then you know when all it all came to it, he's Push like, all right, I got I got to blast yeah. you but with I, my Picard maneuver. But I did. I, I dug this episode. I really did. I like this episode. So what do you it. rate it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it like a seven and a half. Oh, that's pretty good. I really liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot, actually. Yeah, I'll probably give it like a six. It's okay. Six from uh, yes. Manny Hulkster. I think I'll go with six and a half. Six and a half. And I'll go seven. Seven. Yes. Not bad. Yeah. So there you go. Decent episode. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. It's probably the se- my second favorite episode so far that we've watched. Yeah. Which is funny because I believe... Um, one of the worst ones we rated was the first Ferengi episode. Yeah. And now this is one of the better ones well, that we've they rated. they do a good job kind of re-explaining the Ferengi. It's like they reintroduced them. I look at it almost like being a comic book dude. Like, Stan Lee basically created the entire Marvel right. universe to some extent. And what he would do was he would write Doctor Doom into a story. Let's say Doctor Doom's in issue number six. If right. people like Doctor Doom, he's going to bring them back, and he's going to just right. add more to their character. Right. And I feel like that's what they did with the Ferengi. Yeah. Because you, you, you basically reintroduced the two characters in this, the Ferengi and in the next episode, Q. Yes. So you learn more about it because they're, they're, they're galaxy building. You have to learn more about your adversaries. And that's why I thought it was a cool episode. It lays a nice foundation, I think, for later events. Yes. So, I just like the fact that they improved the Ferengis, and that was it. Yeah, as yeah, opposed to being silly monkeys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's got so, the shakes? Yeah. <laughs> I so, like the meat gazer. I thought, I thought having that there was pretty awesome. Meat gazer. So there you go. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and we will review the second episode of uh, of the week, which is Dennis. Uh, it is hide and cue. Hide and cue. Yes. And we'll be back. Well, this woman is learning. Annie is taking photos of her to show his friends. <laughs> I, I took that picture for science. <laughs> Science. For science and research. <laughs> research and development of my heart on. All right. <laughs> 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 
bobsboneyard.com. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome back to Dork Trek, the once-a-week podcast that reviews episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. I am Bob Fresh. That is Manny Fresh, no relation. And we have a very special guest on the phone. I found her on Twitter, and uh, she has a very interesting campaign. Now, it's not TNG-related so much, but it's the Star Trek universe. And uh, her name is Mary... S- Manny, how do you pronounce it? Sirwinski. Mary Sirwinski. Hello, Mary. Hi guys, how are you? We are we are doing very well. Now, I was I was skew, I was just all over Twitter and I was looking all over the place because I'm I'm interested in Twitter and people on Twitter and I came across you. I stumbled across you, and you actually have an online campaign to be in the next J.J. Abrams film. Is that correct? I do. Yes, uh, my campaign is make me dinner. Kind of sounds like make me dinner, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And that's um, basically to get me in the next Star Trek movie that J.J.'s doing um, to play Dr. Elizabeth Daner from the second pilot of the original series episode where no man has gone before. Um, Dr. Daner's just such a cool character, and I kind of look similar to her, so it was an appropriate mm-hmm. fit. I'm an actress in L.A., and uh, big, big Star Trek fan, and um, so we've done this grassroots effort to get me in the next film. Yeah, and I've heard people all over the Internet... Like- like just go crazy for you. They love you. They want you in this film like big Star Trek heavy hitters. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the great thing about this is that so many people have come and rallied their support for me. Uh, we've got Larry Nemechek, who wrote, of course, the uh, Next Generation Companion book. Uh, we've got Kevin Dillmore, who writes some of the Vanguard novels, and he also does the Star Trek ornaments for Hallmark. Um, we've got so many people who are just chiming in, some of the people from the uh, Star Trek The Experience uh, that was in Vegas, uh, mm-hmm. a couple of the actors there. Um, a lot of people just chiming in to um, endorse me to be in the new movie, and I'm really flattered by their efforts. I mean, I figured doing this, you know, I might get a little of attention, but I right. in no way thought that all these heavy hitters would come by and uh, drop their word that I would be a great candidate. Yeah, and this just isn't, you know, you're not just some actress who sees the opportunity to be in a J.J. Abrams film, and you are a hardcore Star Trek fan, yes? Indeed, I am. Um, I've been going to the Star Trek Las Vegas Con uh, since 2006, and uh, I've been going to Star Trek Cons before that, but I didn't live on the West Coast. And, um, yeah, I just, I've been a, a real fan for a long time, and people will know me from the cons because I do a lot of the celebrity interviews. I, I work with Creation TV, so as soon as the actors come off stage, I get to interview them. And I also have my own little geeky podcast and TV show called DVD Geeks. So people have seen me around. I do a lot of cons playing. I've dressed up like seven of nine many times at the oh, cons. Wow. I really? have like four different seven. Yeah, I have four different seven costumes that I wear, and I actually own um, the ocular implant that Jerry Ryan wore from the show. Oh, I nice. got it from Michael Westmore. That's fantastic. Yeah, my fa- my father-in-law would be doing backflips at the moment because my father-in-law is a Trekkie, and he loves Seven of Nine. I mean, he's even <laughs> he still to this day has the poster of Jerry Ryan in his garage, Seven of Nine. Yeah, seven of Nine. It's terrific. People love her, man. Oh, she's so iconic. And, you know, I think people tend to think of the hot tattoo, and certainly, you know, that is the imagery. Yeah, well, it's hard not to think okay. of the, the hot cat suit, too, yeah. you know what I mean? 
Agreed, agreed. But, you know, it was such a smart decision to put her on that show because it did garner them a lot of attention. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it gave them the opportunity to write a really smart, well-informed, intelligent character that was going through a lot of conflict um, in a way that maybe they wouldn't have been able to get away with had she been covered up. So I think it got a lot of attention for Voyager. And actually, next to uh, the original series, Voyager is my favorite Star Trek series. I know you guys are going to jump on me because you're TNG fans. That's interesting because... I mean, I go, like, TNG is by far my favorite of the Star Trek series. Same here. Like, I love it more than anything in the entire world. Voyager, I mean, I think that's might be, like, one of my last ones. See, I, li- I like the Voyager storyline. I, I didn't like the captain as much every now and then. Captain Janeway? Yeah, Janeway. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to give Voyager a second shot because it's now watched instantly on Netflix. But, I mean, first go-around for me, I, I just was not impressed. They're just lost. It's just lost in space. In Star Trek form. Yeah. yeah. I think, like, it got better as it went along. I tend to like the episodes that are more from the fourth season on rather than the earlier ones. I know Chainway, kind of a lot of people don't like her, but mm-hmm. she grows on you, you know, and I like the idea of them being out there, you know, in the Delta Quadrant with nobody. Um, and so they kind of bond in a way that some of the other series don't. I mean, they're stranded there, so different kinds of risks are at stake, I would say. And, I mean, there are some really emotional episodes and a lot of funny episodes, too, um, um, and I love the EMH. She's one of my favorite characters in all of Star Trek. Uh, Robert Picardo is a phenomenal right. actor, and so he steals the show in that series a lot of times. Now, since we are a TNG podcast, and you said you're an original series girl, so we're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. If you had to pick, who is your favorite TNG character? My favorite TNG character would probably be Data. I just love Data. Really? You know, he's he's sort of the, the light and... Uh, He's the, he's the humor, and he's so many different things. And I tend to gravitate, as you notice, you know, towards, obviously, Seven of Nine, and right. then I gravitate towards um, the EMH. So I like sort of the non-human characters because they show, they allow us to see humanity through their eyes. And I think Data did that a lot, particularly in the movies. Yeah, Data. Let, let me ask you a question. Do you prefer skinny Data in the first few seasons or the fat Data <laughs> later on? <laughs> later on. Yeah, that is my one favorite thing about Data as he gets fatter yeah. through the series. We just, Manny and I have a running joke that they just keep adding more RAM to him. That why, <laughs> that's why his torso keeps getting larger and larger. He does tend to change, huh? Yeah, it's, yeah. it is pretty funny. Totally. But yeah, because I mean, you know, for TNG, for us, I mean, I love Worf, dude. I think Worf is the best. And he's not human, so he fits. Now, now obviously, obviously you're but a I don't think of Worf as just exclusively TNG. That's true. He, he was on, here on the other series. He, right. he ran on Deep Space Nine, but I mean, my Worf is on TNG. And like, we're watching season one through seven, so we're in the beginning stage of season one and at this point he's just a red shirt that growls all the time and it's just hilarious mm. and we get mad because I think we all love Worf and he doesn't do enough for us so it just pisses us off to no Don't end. Give enough screen time. <laughs> it's like come on man. Michael Dorn is just the greatest guy. He's so down to earth. I got to interview him a couple of times and uh, so, so down to earth. Not like a stuck up celebrity like some people out there. I mean he's really nice and, and I like to see that you know people from Star Trek actually appreciate what Star Trek gave them as an opportunity and uh, he's definitely one that's grateful. Oh, totally. We had um, we had a radio show in Norfolk, Virginia for 10 years and uh, as part of the show, we actually had on um, uh, we had on Jonathan Frakes, Jonathan we had on Frakes Jonathan and Frakes Burton. and we had LeVar Burton and we got him on through Twitter and LeVar Burton is the coolest guy in the entire world. 
Yeah, yeah. Like LeVar yeah. is he's just awesome. Like he was just so down to earth and so cool cuz I mean he was a he was a name before he was Jordy LaForge. I right. mean he was Kunta Kinte, you know? I mean that's he was a cultural icon before and when he came well, on Star yeah. Trek, he was fantastic. He's such a cool dude. Absolutely, and I knew him from reading Rainbow, because that's more my generation. Yeah. He, well, I mean, I'm, I'm 30, I'm 34, but he did. He taught a generation to read, and he taught us that slavery was wrong. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't get your foot chopped off. Absolutely. <laughs> the guy can do it all. Totally. He, he, he's a real informer. Now, if I want to help you out and help you get in this J.J. Abrams film, Mary, what do I need to do? Well, uh, you can go to the Facebook page, Make Me Daner, if you just search on Facebook for Make Me Daner, uh, and like the Facebook page. Um, another thing you can do is create a YouTube video that is your video endorsement of me to play Dr. Elizabeth Daner, and then we'll post it on the site, we'll put it out there on Twitter. You know, one of the things I, I did is I put a blog up stating that I don't want people to harass J.J. Abrams or the writing team, because I know that they're working professionals, and I don't want to come across as a stalker. I mean, <laughs> Honestly, this is such a thin line. <laughs> you really have to be careful because I don't want them to be turned off by all the attention. But at the same time, if they see that so many people are endorsing me and that it's a good move, then hopefully they'll see that I'm, I'm a qualified candidate, too. I'm not just some person out of the blue. I actually am an actor with IMDb credits, and I'm working hard in this business to uh, get to that level. So one of the reasons why I chose Dana is, you know, she was in one episode, but she's an important character. And... You know, I wasn't going to go for Nurse Chapel or uh, Rand because I realized they're probably going to go with name talent for that. And I'm not a celebrity yet, but I am a real Star Trek fan, and I'm approachable and down to earth. And hopefully, people can get behind that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, that's I true. just reached out to you on Twitter and said, "Hey, you should come on our podcast." You said, "Yeah, sure." I mean, that's. I mean, that is pretty sweet that you would do something like that. And it sounds to me like you are a real fan. You want to get involved in the film, so why not? I mean, it's not like, like again, it's not like you're just some pretty face or an actual actress. So that's fantastic. So J.J. Abrams, if you listen to Dork Trek, which I'm sure you don't, <laughs> you should definitely make Mary Dr. Data. Know. That would be fantastic. And good luck to you and your efforts. And I mean, I think it's a great thing. I, I'm very impressed by it. And I would love to have you back to actually watch one of the episodes with us and be a guest reviewer. I think that could be a lot of fun. Maybe we can turn you on to TNG because it doesn't sound like you're a super big TNG fan. I would totally love that, and I think we should do that. We should make a plan for it because uh, I'm, I'm willing to have my ear bent, definitely. So thank you so much, Bob, Bob and Manny. I really mm -hmm. appreciate the time that you took out to interview me for this. Yeah, dude, no problem at all. And you're going to be at the uh, you're going to be at the Las Vegas con. Are you going to any of the uh, at, Are you going to any of the other cons this year, or just Vegas? I'm um, just Vegas. I just got back from San Diego Comic Con. I may be at oh, the Geek awesome. Girl Con in October in Seattle. So, but if you if you want to meet me and uh, you want to have a drink with me, visit me at Star Trek Las Vegas. I'll be uh, Thursday night at McFadden's at the Rio. We're hosting a party along with TrekNews.net. Oh, that's awesome! And we're going to be giving away lots of cool stuff, a lot of Star Trek swag and some DVDs. And then I'll have two panels this year. I'm actually hosting um, a Geek Girl panel nice. uh, discussing Star Trek with. Uh, other geek girls in fandom, and then uh, I'm doing Star Trek Crafts with Brandy T. From uh, she was on TrekCast, but now she has her own podcast. Now, what is uh, what is Star Trek Crafts? What does that entail? Um, so basically, uh, making crafts that are Star Trek related. So we're going to be making necklaces that are uh, from Scrabble tiles, and then they'll have a Star Trek image on one side, and then the letter, you know, say it's Spock, and then you have a picture of Spock. So we'll keep the letter S, and then uh, put an image of. 
sock embedded into the Scrabble tile, and then people can wear them as pendants. Dude, you are a hardcore yeah. dork. Yeah. I mean, sounds like a lot of work. You, you are as nerdy as <laughs> nerdy comes. That is terrific. And so you Thank do. Thank you, you so much. And you guys are going to love the name of the, uh, the the panel. It's called Glue Guns and Phasers. Oh, that's awesome. That's very cool. <laughs> I made a macaroni yeah. out of for a starship. <laughs> yes, yes I, I made a macaroni enterprise. That's fantastic. That is awesome. So it's cool. <laughs> you to never s- know. You never know, man. I mean, it could get there. It's cool to see that you're actually like a real life fan, and you sound like the biggest nerd on two feet because what you, you do other cosplay as well, correct? I do, I do. Um, I've done uh, to Paul. Um, I did mm. her desert uniform oh, nice. um, from the two-parter of Enterprise. Uh, quite a few different costumes. I mean, I tend to be more of a sci-fi fan, but I also love horror. And uh, on my show, we review a lot of different genre stuff, a lot of cult films. And so I'm just a nerd for movies and TV, which is why the name Televixen came up, because when we first started the show, I was just reviewing TV on DVD. So it was kind of like merging television and Vixen together. So... Yeah, hey, it works. I am a big nerd about these things. That's awesome. And if you're into zombies, we have another podcast on our network called Taurus vs. Zombies. You should check that out. And if you're super into zombies. Oh, cool. Yeah, and if you're super into I have zo- a zombie tip for you. Oh, you have a zombie, have a zombie tip? zombie movie tip. Oh, cool. Yeah, have you ever seen a movie? It's so so hard to find, but if, if you do find it, I guarantee it's worth it. It's a zombie film out of Canada called Pontypool. Called Pontypool? that's the name of the town. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Well, you know, and it's super good. We'll get that to our zombie expert, Alfredo Torres. And maybe you guys, you know, Again, because you are living this stuff. I mean, you could be a friend to Boneyard Industries and to all of our programs, perhaps. But yeah, what you said it was. Yeah, you said it was, I'd love to be on that one because I, I mean, horror was my first love as a kid. You know, I watched probably Nightmare on Elm Street when I was seven, which I shouldn't have, and it's <laughs> yeah. changed my life ever since. That's cool. Then. <laughs> so zombies, Freddy Krueger, the whole nine yards. I'm into it. And you know, um, if you'd like to have me on that show, uh, I would. I'd be happy to uh, do a guest review or just just jam somewhere around Halloween. That's fantastic. I'll get you in contact with the host. And we can definitely go from there. That is wonderful. Mary, you are truly a treat. Thank you for coming on. That's right, Mercer Winsky. You are our first Dork Trek guest. Congratulations. And again, we'll bring you back because I know you're super busy getting ready for Vegas Con. Maybe you can do an episode or two with us. Mm-hmm. But again, thank you for coming on. Good luck. And again, if you listen to this podcast, please go on Facebook. It is uh, Make Me Danner. Uh, yeah, I got that right. Yes. Yeah, and you can go to makemedaner.com yeah. to watch all the videos and uh, read my nerdy blog. So, so there you go. Check it out. Mary, thank you so much for coming on. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks, you guys. Good luck with the show. We're going to need thank it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'll see you on Twitter. Yes. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. What's up, dudes? It's Alfredo Torres. And if you guys are into the latest in zombie subculture, literature, movies, comic books, the place to go every Tuesday Torres vs. Zombies. Torres vs. Zombies.com. Check it out and find out tips on how to survive the upcoming zombie apocalypse. It's a great time. It's every Tuesday. Torres vs. Zombies. Hi, it's Stephanie. Are you listening to Get Mommy a Drink yet? Sarah and I get together once a week. We talk about parenting, sex, trying to pretend like we're not old, frumpy parents. We talk about how to create fake IDs and get out of the country without anybody noticing that you're missing. Anyway, GetMommyADrink.com. You can find us on iTunes. Check us out. Like us on Facebook. Let us know what you think. GetMommyADrink.com. Yes. All right. It is Door Trek twice a week podcast. Actually, once a week podcast. I get my podcast mixed up. But you can so listen many, twice. So yeah, you can listen as much as you want to. Make sure you download it. It's fantastic. Go to DorkTrek.com. And we'd like to welcome in a, uh, a new crew, if you will. 
We had to switch. Yes. Right. Shift change on the bridge. It's a blue and gold cruise. Yes. Yeah. Shift change on the bridge. We have uh, Benjamin. What is your rank anyway, Benjamin? Well, I've you're a captain. I, I am a captain, you're but a captain. I, I've self demoted myself to commander <laughs> so I could fit in. I see. He's a lieutenant. Oh, how nice of you! Oh, very Picard of you. Lieutenant Commander McCormick <laughs> and Lieutenant Commander Zell are now on the bridge. That's right. <laughs> they have arrived. And so now we watch the. Uh, we actually just finished watching the end of it, which was fun to watch it all together. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> we should, we should do, do this more, more often. often. <laughs> it's, it's like Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's awesome. We yep. watched Hide and Q. Hide and Q. Hide and Q. <laughs> Hide and Q. Man, I hope Q's in this episode. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll just be weird. <laughs> uh, so instantly, I kind of like this episode because I kind of like the way that Picard set it up in his log. He says, well, we just dropped off Troy at G6. And <laughs> They're happy about it. Woo, they got so she won't song. be in this episode sensing things that are blatantly obvious. <laughs> but also Castles like G6. Yeah, G6. Fly like a G6. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But uh, so yeah, so basically she's not there, and um, they're on their way to an emergency. There's been a crisis on a planet, yes, and they need yep. to uh, lend assistance a to these people or something, right? Like a mine collapse yeah. or something. Yeah, all these that people. never happens. No, never. <laughs> no. Mm. So I, apparently it's planet West Virginia or something like that, <laughs> where there's a lot of coal mines there and stuff like that, and accidents like this happen. So uh, how how far were they away? There wasn't another vessel within. You know, the Enterprise is always closest. Yeah, but I'm saying, but to I'm the worst thing it, possible yeah, happening. To everything. Yeah. What could be close to like no a party like Starfleet has to wonder: Is the Enterprise making this stuff happen? <laughs> <laughs> because they're always the closest ship to everything. They're always they're in the, trouble. They're, they're always the closest, but close to nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so it's like they were, I think, like 30 light years away or some dumb shit. Yeah. Like, that. like I can't remember how long it was. They must patrol the outskirts <laughs> of the Federation, yeah. and right. everybody else just stays near Earth, you know, and Vulcan and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, very weird. But uh, so they're flying at uh, maximum warp to this location to so they can save these people. Of course, it's an emergency. Well, it's an emergency. And then guess who shows up? Three-headed <laughs> yeah. snake. Here comes dude. your chain link fence in space again. <laughs> the chain link fence. It must be Q. And Data figure out. Oh, the Q entity. I remember this from Farpoint mission, <laughs> the first episode we did. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it was years ago. Like, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, I remember. Well, they never. Well, uh, Lieutenant Commander Ben mentioned that in the last episode. They never really kind of break down time again right. because the episode before Picard's having Vietnam flashbacks <laughs> right. and then right. this one he's sitting in the captain's chair yeah. just patrolling along yeah, there, there's yeah. no, uh, how many psych evals has he had at this point <laughs> I, mean, I don't know it's got to be a pretty thick stack <laughs> you would think when he beamed himself in space into the space cloud it would have taken like a month worth of like psych eval they don't say yeah. they don't no, say like, no, no. Starfleet should have recalled the Enterprise <laughs> and basically debriefed them all yeah, at this exactly. point several times oh yeah yeah. They're like, ah, you guys are too far away. <laughs> Just figure it out. <laughs> Just have fun with it, I guess. Yeah. So Picard is irked because Q's, you know, interfering again. And this couldn't be more important that he need to get to this planet and help these miners yeah, out yeah, there. Totally. Right. You know, because the, the situation is very critical. Hey, working this, people, man. Their space lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so Q, Q shows up on the bridge as a three-headed snake. Yeah. You know, kind of floating in the sky, and then Worf pulls off a very impressive yeah, pommel horse move. Yeah, dude, Worf it was great. Badass. Like he jumped into action right away, and then uh, Yar saw him. She's like, "Oh, I better do something too." Yeah, so she kind of runs up around on the other side. My shirt. Worf literally, I mean, jumps from mm -hmm. the second deck. He, he down. vaulted yeah. it. Yeah, he was awesome. It was a nice landing. I wonder yeah. how many takes that took. Like, did he do that in the first take? 
Well, he looks like I said in the in the episode with the endo. He he looks very athletic. Yeah, like he looks like he works out and right. you know because I mean that yeah. was pretty bad. You got to you're a warrior. Yeah, you know? it's like I'm Wesley impressed. Snipes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure if he had a few more takes, he probably would have done like a backflip down there. <laughs> 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 yeah, so Q's there and he's basically you know taunting them again, and. Uh, then he disappears as the snake and shows as a dude, a Starfleet admiral. I am, I am the boss of the ship, and he's got yeah, that weird, with a weird haircut and that yeah, a lot of really bad wig and that weird gold thing. You yeah. look like Lady Gaga. <laughs> yeah. It was really weird. Well, if you remember the uh, dress uniforms from a few episodes ago, yeah, and this was pretty much the same thing except normal it had length, this big like that, gold yeah, braid. Yeah. On the he basically looked braid. like he looked like Michael Jackson when he had that red uh suit with like the uh, epaulets on the oh, shoulders right. and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Michael Jackson Sergeant Peppers. Yeah, yeah. Cuz he had a really weird haircut like it was all kind of combed forward and wet looking, you know? Yeah, I mean? it, was, it was called the Caesar back in the day. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> it really is weird. Caesar, yeah. It just looked strange. <laughs> he should have had the the leaf thing that uh Troy was wearing in the first episode <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to complete the outfit. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Q shows up, and uh, he basically tells them that we need to test you more, and you should be honored that the Q has taken an interest in you now because of how well you did in Farpoint. Come and on. Picard yeah, goes yeah, in, yeah. just in case you missed the Farpoint episode, this is the first one you've seen, he explains why he hates Q and why Q's annoying because he interrupted he their Far. You interfered with our Farpoint mission! And you put us on trial in yeah. some... Post atomic. You made me separate the ship the first time around. <laughs> you know, I, I'm watching this and I'm, I'm thinking, is this Captain Picard or Captain Exposition? Yeah, because it, he did a better job did explaining this. the episode than we did. I have to give him credit. Well, yeah. <laughs> At least he did it. Yeah, he understood what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God they did this though, because it's you know we're already eight or nine episodes in, so I may have forgotten. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, come on, come on. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Q. Yeah, oh, Q. That's who that guy is. Yes. Q. See, I've I've always had a problem with Q because I think. He's way too powerful. Like well, he's, he's God powerful, right? I, I don't like it. I don't <laughs> Omnipotent. Like yeah, he knows everything. I don't like he it. I don't know do if that. they know everything, but they definitely have, they're all powerful. Yeah, they're all powerful. Yeah. Like when I when I watch like Q episodes, I compare it to holodeck episodes. They're they're filler episodes because hey, you can do whatever. Really? The, the, the the stories. The possibilities end. But I usually find them better because Q always seems to insert himself in an ongoing mission and kind of makes them have to deal with some more Derail shenanigans. Stuff. That's yeah. what he does. Yeah, Just to kind of see, okay, how do you how are you going to act under pressure? Basically, is what see, Q I does. Think, and I know it sounds weird, especially the first season. I like Q because he's a good actor. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, he is a good actor. I just don't like the character itself. It's I, it's too I can much. Understand it because it, it does. It seems pretend. Like I hate the holodeck episodes and the back in time. Back yeah. in time episodes like I hate get old. The, the, when they go to the past, yeah. it just annoys. How many times can you travel back it in time? Annoys the shit out uh, of me. Ironically, the ones that I hate the most are like the one with uh, Jimmy Page Planet, where there's this omnipotent being yeah. that all of a sudden becomes their friend, and then they never talk to that person again. They just kind of they're it's done like, with that. It's like their you know? At least with Q, he comes back and he's always an antagonist. Yeah, right. Well, that's the thing they need. They need bad guys. Yeah. That they right. can't easily defeat, like the Ferengi. You yeah. know, I mean. But I never really, really saw Q as a bad guy. He was more like a pain in the butt. 
He was you know? a pain. He is a total pain. But and again, I think he's a good actor, which is yeah, I think right. the most important because the some of the dialogue and the acting is so wooden and just it, it like, is. it's rigid. Really it's rigid. Stiff. So yeah. I mean, he's he's in there, and at least he's having some fun with it. Like, yeah. That's the way I look at it. Like Q had a few too many drinks before the, <laughs> before the filming. It was like hey, I'm gonna dress up like a uh, I don't know a French general. <laughs> Write that in somewhere. Like, yeah. right, cool. I my own costume. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> he was just filming a commercial or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Hey, what do I do with this? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, basically, that was the only grab I got. <laughs> so he basically he sees Riker again. He's like, "Oh, Riker, I remember you from Farpoint. You were great. Yeah, you were yeah. awesome. Yes, one day we'll be lovers." But he's just doing that to make Picard jealous. That's all that is. Yeah. simple jealousy. Yeah, he's tweaking him. Yeah, yeah. He's just trying to stick it to Picard. Right. So basically, he decides, "Let's play a game." And makes everybody disappear except for Picard. <laughs> Picard's just sitting there on the bridge by himself. Oh, where's Vigo? <laughs> Vigo, what's happening? <laughs> he tries to call engineering. No, no response. Nothing. Tries to do a log entry. Nothing. Nothing. I well, mean, yeah. It's like if you're ever home and like there's a power outage and you have no TV, yeah. no internet, yeah. no yeah. phone service. You're just lost. Basically, he's stuck in the elevator, waiting to be rescued. Man, what am I gonna do here? Sucks. Yeah, I'm by myself. Tug, what would you do in that situation? I'd just get naked, yeah. walk, around, walk around the ship. Oh, and then when, when the crew walks in. Hey guys, how's it going? Yeah, Q took my clothes. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yep, and I'm just stuck here by myself. Don't look at Helm Control. That's not uh, in front of my wang. <laughs> <laughs> the controllers. Not at all. Yes, I wouldn't suggest sitting on Deanna Troy's chair for now. Uh, <laughs> Captain, you hit reply to all in this subspace message. <laughs> oh. Oops. My fault. My Last. bad. Ignore the photo, number one. <laughs> And Jordy. <laughs> or not. My subspace. Are you into that? <laughs> Wolf, that was meant for you. <laughs> Hit me. Strike me, Wolf. <laughs> With all your might, strike me. I can take it. I like it. So, so then <laughs> Picard's on the deck by yes. himself. Yeah. Hard. Meanwhile, the, on planet it? nowhere. On planet nowhere with two moons, it's Data... Yeah. Data, Jordy, Riker, Yar, Worf. Oh, yeah. But the, rest, the Fantastic Five. But everybody else is gone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So where does everybody else on the vessel go? Uh, they're just well, gone. Maybe they're in limbo. Know, we don't know if they're gone or not. We just, he just right. We don't know what happened. It it's just everybody from the bridge. Okay, okay, right. Okay. Yeah. Or just, is he even really on the bridge anymore? I don't know. You never know with Q. I don't know. And that's the thing, too, because it doesn't really make a lot of sense because then Q explains that he wants to play some kind of fun game. Right. He basically want, has this opportunity of a lifetime for Riker yeah. to, you know, realize all his dreams. And, uh, but he has to pass be? this. He has to win the game <laughs> first. Yeah, yeah, but they have to nine hour presentation. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I brought you to this wonderful desert planet. <laughs> and so he basically before they start the game they have to make rules, you know, and basically an understanding of what's gonna be fair or not. And right. Q's like, basically it's not gonna be fair. Yeah, no, That's the number one rule. No, I can do no rules. I can do anything I want, it's awesome. There yeah. are no rules. I'm Q and now I'm dressed like a red coat, which yeah. is totally awesome. Jake and then Yar Yar gets pissed and she says, You've gone too far this time, Q. This time you've gone too far. <laughs> Never mind he's the like, first time. That's enough. I didn't like you in the first place. I tried to freeze you before. You're gone. To the penalty box. <laughs> and literally, they should have just called this episode penalty box. Yeah. Because Yar ends up back on the deck of the ship. Yeah, in the penalty box. 
box. It's a penalty box, and she they literally say penalty box like forty five yeah. times to each she's other. She's basically yeah. the Zen and Kanapka of <laughs> the, a future yeah. descendant yeah. of his. She's just into the penalty box. I'm in the penalty box. You're in the penalty box. The penalty box. Yeah. yeah okay. What's the penalty, penalty box? box? Penalty box. No, the penalty box. It's, it's like a code of honor. It's you only know? one person could be in the penalty box. Just one person in the penalty box. And if you go to the penalty box, and that person in the penalty box isn't going to be there anymore. We're going to send her away to nothingness. Yes. She will be gone. Penalty box. So the stakes are pretty high. Yes. Everybody else. You don't want to go. No effing around, guys. You really you cannot get another penalty because Tasha will die. Not like that's not going to happen pretty soon, anyways. Ah, but you know, spoiler. Spoiler. Oh, we're going to ruin the show. Well, I think for you, we've dude. already alluded to it several spoiler. times. I, know, I just like doing spoilers. That episode came out like what you know, twenty four years ago. So <laughs> if you haven't seen it by now, spoiler. I'm slow. Yar might not make it. Yeah, she might Let's not just make put it that way. She might not Which make I'm it. bummed about. Yeah. But I, she's, but, I was just happy though. That apparently they still play hockey in the 24th century. <laughs> yeah, for everybody to apparently know what a penalty box oh, yeah, is. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because nobody watches it now. Yeah, yeah. so it, maybe it made a big comeback. Maybe in the 24th century, hockey's huge. So they forgot about headache, but like, they know about penalty box. <laughs> if somebody tried to explain to you, if they made a reference to like that game that the Mayans played, where they chopped off people's heads and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. you'd be. If they made a reference to like, okay, there was this, you know, disc that they used. They'd say, oh, that looks like a gambagui. Yeah. You'd be like, what the heck's a gambagui? <laughs> yeah. But everybody's just like, oh, penalty box, I of mean, course. Penalty yes. box. Right. Penalty yes, box. Of course. The penalty box. Yes. Penalty. penalty. Like maybe they just under, they understand what the term penalty and they know what a box is. Yeah. Maybe they just maybe they were just using context clues. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. So. Oh yes, a penalty box. <laughs> so so a, penalty, a penalty is something You're bad. Punished. Right. Maybe a box, a box is an object you put other objects in. So maybe the bad things go in the object. <laughs> the car just said, wouldn't this be a penalty bridge? <laughs> I don't see a box. What are you talking about? I, this I'm is a bridge, too. after all. Am, am I in the penalty box? Yeah, was yes. the car in the penalty box? Uh, never explained. But at least... One of life's wonderful mysteries. But then you see, it, but then you see a nice softer side of Picard. Yeah. Because Yar gets so upset. She's mad that she's in the penalty box because she just gets so frustrated. And she might just get, you know, zapped out of existence. Yeah. She might get which, killed. Which could be tough. Yeah. yeah. Picard comforts her. Yeah, he's like, hey, new bridge order. <laughs> when you're in the penalty box, tears are allowed. Tears are allowed. I believe you tweeted that the other day. Well, well, there's no crying in baseball, but apparently it's allowed in the pen- <laughs> yes. penalty box. Yes. Didn't you tweet that the other day? I, I, tweeted, I tweeted something to that effect yeah. as I was I, watching this. Yeah. You can cry in the penalty box. <laughs> <laughs> it's Picard rule number 72. No clothes in the penalty box. That's correct. She is, however, all permitted. Well, and then she's, she's kind of you know comforted by that. She's like, oh, Captain, if you weren't the captain. Oh. And then Q totally C blocks him. Right. He's like, oh, wait, wait, what's going on here? Yeah, he's son of a bitch. Q. Yar is easy. Yar is she easy. Is. Yar is easy. Man. I mean, like, when when she went to Planet Black guy, she was easy with, with yeah. the, the head black she dude. She was in the Planet Black dude. Yeah. What yeah. was his name? Uh, Luton. 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 Yeah. She was totally on Luton's jock. She was yeah. jocking Data. She had sex with Data. The Edo planet, she was all stoked about Dude, that. The Edo planet, she was amped being there. Yeah. yeah. She's a freak. Yeah. I wonder what would have happened to her if. You know, she had been in the series throughout. She I think eventually they would have found her in the shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She would have been hanging from her closet. Yeah. Something yeah. terrible would have happened to her. But I will say this, though. 
I think this is like the fourth episode in a row. No mention of rape gangs. No, finally. <laughs> I think we've moved past it. We've let yeah. that go a little. The angry letters have finally made it there because they didn't really have email back then yeah. in 1987. Yeah. What is this? It took a while for snail mail to make it to CBS Studios. <laughs> I will not let my seven-year-old watch any more episodes if you continue referring he to rape gangs. He asking me what a rape gang is. <laughs> if I have been in a rape gang. <laughs> a rape gang. It's, so, it's such a violent term. Rape. <laughs> Yeah, gang. I mean, it's a gang of rape. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the easiest way. I to just, let's break it down. After the cats, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they might have been, but still, yeah, it's still a gang of rape. I mean, come might on. not be pleasurable. Hey at guys, all. let's gang together for rape. <laughs> <laughs> rape purposes only. Other than that, no, 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 no. Rape gangs. Yeah, but she's into Picard. Yeah. She wants to sleep with him. Yeah. She wants to sleep with everybody. But basically, I think Q is touched by his affection for his, his crew, crew, and he's yes. like, penalty over. Yeah. But he doesn't send her back. He's like, you can still hang out in the penalty box yeah, you with you two. I'll give you guys some private time. Yeah, totally. Right. And then Yara says, well, can you bring like eight more guys? <laughs> <laughs> that's, just, you know, that's just the way I'm accustomed to. I, I'm so used yeah. to just eight people. Hey, can you send Worf up here? <laughs> <laughs> you bring like maybe five Klingons too. <laughs> so, uh, because yeah. he's trained in many the, forms of pleasure. That's right. <laughs> Meanwhile, back on the planet, <laughs> uh, they apparently send Worf out. Um, you know, back recon. on the planet, out to the recon. What's going on? Because they're, they're going to have to battle some people apparently. And uh, Data is impressed at how quickly. Worf is moving over these ridges. The third ridge. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I mean, Worf is impressive. Yeah. He's but I would imagine here. if you're hanging out with a Klingon, the last word you will want to use is ridge. You know, yeah, they might be kind of yeah. a little self-conscious he's about not, it. He's not anywhere near. I mean, because he's out doing things. Yeah. Right. He's out doing recon. Yeah. Hey, still not cool, man. No, it's not. It's not nice. <laughs> Don't talk about my ridge. But it is. But I mean, at least Worf is being used in some capacity. Right. He doesn't have any lines. I mean, he growls a lot. Yeah. I mean, at least he's At least he has impressive speed. Yeah, at least he's doing something. <laughs> he's which is he's cool. action guy. Yeah. You know, because Worf's not, a cool character. Mm, yep. He's not like wasting away in engineering yeah. looking at logs or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. <laughs> and then getting electrocuted. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So basically he comes upon these soldiers, I guess. Yes. French soldiers that yes. are intense, but they're not quite French soldiers. They have like Pigly faces, I guess, is They're the best way to describe pigs. them. They look like hairy pigs. Yeah. Very bad makeup on these guys oh, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Terrible. Oh, yeah. Great budget. Yeah, they look like the uh, Ugnats from uh, from Empire Strikes Back on the uh, yeah, that's a good way to describe <laughs> on Cloud yeah, City. That's a really good works. way to describe. Yeah, it. yeah. That, again, recycling those masks, but, but taller. <laughs> yeah, taller. <laughs> yeah, and French. <laughs> Les Ugnats. <laughs> Les Ugnats. <laughs> Yeah, so Worf sees this, and, you know, obviously, I'm sure he wanted to take them all on, but he makes his way back to report the situation I'm and sure what's Worf going on. I'm sure Worf kicked all those dudes' asses. Yeah. I mean, he is a Klingon. Yeah. But uh, before he even gets back, I don't know why they sent him out there, because obviously, Jordy could see that far with his telescopic <laughs> yeah. vision, and he breaks right. down what Worf just saw. You know, oh, yeah, there's <laughs> these guys, and they got these, uh, you know, flintlock muskets, basically. And that shoot lead balls, right? Yeah, and they're like, "Well, this is no match for us. We got our phasers." And then Riker's like, "Well, let's see if our phasers still work, because you never know, Q. You never. He's know always Q. messing with yeah. you. Always doing something. Yeah, he's always taking away something that seems convenient to you. So Riker just blasts randomly into the air, which is bad because which, then the French, you know, pig guys know who you are. Yeah, now. but it's also bad because he almost blows up Worf. <laughs> Worf is like, "Drop your weapons! <laughs> you almost shot me." My problem with that though is when Worf jumps out. 
he's facing the wrong direction. He's not facing yeah. you know this great warrior that everybody goes on about. He's yeah. not facing where the the blast came from. He's like facing off to the side. <laughs> wow, Worf, that was quick. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. There. Yes, I'm a lefty. <laughs> I have no moves from the right. I have to be on the left. I have to turn all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're there. They they welcome Worf back, and they're like, "All right, we need to develop a strategy of what we're gonna do." And Jordy says, "All right, they're approaching fast. Looks like they got a skirmishing line coming up to us, and everything." And uh, before you know it, they're upon them essentially. Yeah. And uh, these aren't muskets; they're laser rifles. They're laser rifles. <laughs> yeah. And the cool part oh, no. is. And I don't know how it worked. Got worked into the script, but Jordy has a shitty agent. Jordy runs and hides like a little girl. Yeah, <laughs> like he literally runs behind a rock. It's like, oh my god, they're gonna get me! But before he got there, he has some moves, man. Yeah, he the, yeah, like he he did the old roll. zigzag. He, oh, he whoa! Was, I mean, his thing was quickly retreat. Yeah, <laughs> like he jumped behind Riker. Hey, man. <laughs> totally. Like I don't know, because Riker's out there trying to shoot him down. This, that, and the other thing, and I believe right. he hits one or two of them. But Jordy immediately hide behind a rock. Yeah, you learn from on Picard, the dude. With Picard. All the time, so he's learned yeah, from the captain. Exactly. Yeah, he, he wants to be captain someday. <laughs> Standing order number one: hide, <laughs> run, <laughs> run and hide, retreat as quickly as possible, <laughs> turn around, <laughs> going. So this is the hide part of the title. Yeah. We have the cue already. <laughs> now we have the hide part. Filled the hide part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey man, I'm gonna hide. I'm scared. Yeah, so the, so uh, Riker tries to get Data to help him out, you know, to do stuff, and then oh, look who it is! It's actually Q. It's He's Q. taking over uh, Data's body. And data makeup. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Another costume change. Yeah, I, again, I said he's like Elton John. Yeah. He literally, he's always changing costumes. Yeah. It's preposterous. This is like what the third costume change of the episode. It is. Yeah. Because he had. If you, I mean, we won't count the snake one. The snake. Well, yeah, it wasn't one. him. It's CG. Yeah. But you've got what the Starfleet Admiral. You got the the what's it called the field the French field, field marshal yeah, first the the French field marshal and then Data. Yeah. And there's like six more. Yeah. How long did it take to film this episode? Because <laughs> this guy takes some time to put that data oh, makeup yeah, on. Yeah, that's makeup a lot of paint. Alone just for cute. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they must have taken some, some breaks in production totally. for this one. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, basically, I think Q um, implies at that point that, hey, Riker, you can just wish them back to the Enterprise. Yeah. You can get them out of the situation. Uh, you Here's have the power, Here's the and uh, so basically Riker does that. He brings yep. them all back onto the Enterprise. Whee! Yep. And they come Just back, like and all of a sudden, all the systems are working again. Everything's cool. Everything's normal. But where's Riker? Where is Riker? Not on the bridge. Mm. Picard's like, I don't know. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to go. <laughs> they have no loyalty for we'll each other. We'll find him Exactly. He's like, I remember you left me in the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> you waited for ten minutes yes. in the cloud. <laughs> We have to go. And they just jet. Yeah. Boom, they're gone. <laughs> we don't have time for this nonsense. And so they leave. Yeah, they just Engage leave Riker Mr. wherever he may be. Right. Yeah. And we find out, oh, Riker is on the planet with Q. They're having a heart-to-heart -heart discussion. Yeah. yeah. And Q basically explains to him, hey, you know, uh, humanity is growing pretty rapidly, and your adaptability is what the Q sees in you. That's the reason why he has an interest in humans. They learned in the Farpoint mission. They can right. adapt to different situations. And so that's why they're so interesting. And maybe one day they will surpass the Q. One day? One day. 
I don't think so. Eons. One day? Eons? Eons in the future, yes. Eons? Yep. That's awesome. Like yeah. I, That was generally right. Really? Yeah. That's so cool. You're yeah. He totally buys it. Like hook, line, and sinker. Oh, hook, line, and sinker. Because yeah. well, Q's, Q's never lied to them before. It's Never. like the Ferengi. It's yeah. like they trust the Ferengi, they trust <laughs> Q. The two yeah. people you should not trust in the entire galaxy. <laughs> and they, they trust them. Yeah. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. One day. And, and they kind of trade some Shakespeare lines. Yeah. Yeah. Which seems to be a recurring theme throughout well, Star Trek. Well, it's very cool, though, too, because, I mean, what? Patrick Stewart's a Shakespearean trained actor. Right. I mean, that's when he acts the best. Because, again, it's very wooden and kind of rigid. But when he was doing the lines from Hamlet, it's awesome. It's like, oh, my God, this guy's a great actor. He's yeah. not just some dude. In the- All of a sudden, he pulls out a skull. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> you're. He's I know you well. Some dude in a dumb suit. He's yeah. a great actor. In a yeah. onesie. And you realize, because you forget at times that he's a great actor. You right. Know, Patrick Stewart, because he's just rattling off nonsense. Yeah, a lot of times he plays down to the level of everybody else. Yeah. I think so he doesn't he's outshine them. He's a team them. that's playing a bad team. Right. That, you know, that they should beat the team 6-2, to two, but it's a 3-2 you know, game. Right. So he's, he's Archie Manning. Is what he is. Essentially, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He's a great player on a bad team. Yeah. But Q basically tells Riker, hey, you have the power of the Q. You can do anything you want. You can go back to the Enterprise. You can go to Earth. You can you can be or do whatever Three you want way. right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can bring Yar back. <laughs> so uh, Riker goes back to the ship and kind of explains to the captain, hey, I got the Q power now. And... Uh, Picard tells him, "Don't use it. Don't be tempted by Q because okay. it, it's a trap." Okay, I won't be. I won't use the power. I promise. Yeah, he makes a promise. Make a promise to you, yeah. Picard. Yeah. And then they get to the mine planet. Yep. They beam down. Uh, I guess the away team, the medical away team. And number one, number one goes. Yeah, Jordy's there, there, Data's there, and number one, Crusher, and I guess some medical and some other guys. Dudes. Yeah, I believe Jenny was there. We saw yeah, Jenny, Jenny, Jenny was there. Jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was terrible out there. Right? And we see him, and but why would he go on this mission? Because you know terrible things have happened. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know it's not going to go as planned. Yeah, and what happens? There's a lo- someone's over there in that pile of rocks. Yeah, Data under the pile. There. Which is funny because. Uh, Data and Jordy go to dig this person out, and Data grabs the hugest boulders because he's an android. Yeah. He's very strong. He's strong. But Jordy grabs like these little pebbles. <laughs> like I'm sure he could have grabbed a larger rock, but he grabs one that's not even a handful, and it's like, oh, uh, <laughs> throw <laughs> well, it to this side. I think they maybe do that to show the power of Data. Yeah, but I mean, come on, man. He used one hand. He's a coward. He's a robot, Data. He yeah. can lift a lot of stuff. And then what happens? What's under this rock? Poor little girl. Poor little child. girl. Yeah. She's gone. Um, who brings children to a mining operation? <laughs> what are, what are the child the labor laws in Federation? What's, what's going on with this? Why does she have a pickaxe in her hand? <laughs> oh, I don't know. They were playing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're playing their favorite game, get the coal mining. out of the ground. <laughs> Find the diamonds for daddy. <laughs> but... Bring daddy a diamond. Yes. So then uh, what happens then? Of course. Well, you can bring her back to life, can't you? And Crusher's Riker? like, what? You can do this? Really? Are you kidding you me? Nobody it. told me. I made a promise. He might as well have been kicking, a, a, kicking a can. Yeah. I made a promise. Like, but he, he treated it like he can't have a cigarette. Like he promised right. Right. Like yeah. he wasn't going to smoke anymore or something. Right. Right. I made a promise to my dumb kid that I'd quit smoking cigarettes. Yeah. So I can't do this anymore. Mm. <laughs> I made a promise. Yeah. <laughs> dead kid. Yep, dead kid. Could've Nothing worse kid. in the world. But of all the, the time dead to come kid. back and actually 
fulfill on your promise to not do something. You know, can't save somebody, but you know. Yeah, Picard might have understood. Oh, there's a dead kid. All right. Yeah, we can let that one slide. <laughs> we don't. Hey, nobody tell Picard, all right? <laughs> and then later, when she gets older, we'll come back to this plane. I'll have sex with her. <laughs> That'll be the plane. <laughs> she might have been an ugly kid. No, no, she's not worth it. I've seen the future. Yeah. Trust me. Where's her mom? <laughs> I can control her crying mother. <laughs> it works. It works real good. Yeah, he didn't do anything to the kid, but because he promised. Which is nice of him. I yeah. made a promise. I made a promise. Mm-hmm. And then what happens, Dennis? So they go back onto the ship, and Riker's upset because he made this promise, and he doesn't <laughs> he think he should have kid. to live with this decision. You know, he wants to basically unpromise what he's promised to Picard. Well, he wants to help people yeah. with his magic Q powers, yeah. which is noble in some extent. You know, he wants yeah. to you know right. fulfill everyone's fantasies and make everything better. Yeah, he basically wants to be Spider-Man. He's like, I've got this great power. Now I have a great responsibility to go out and do some good in the galaxy, you know. Yeah. And uh, but basically, the power is getting to his head because he starts calling meetings. He's like, "Hey, Captain John Luke, why don't you get all the bridge officers <laughs> in in a meeting with me real quick?" Who do you think you're talking? To? Yeah, <laughs> he kind of does a double take. He's like, "Did he just call me John Luke?" <laughs> it's like, "All right, know my first name. <laughs> I'll let it slide this time." <laughs> yeah, so they call all the bridge officers there. And uh, Wesley shows up. Of course. Like he owns a place. Of yeah. course, with his stupid reggae jacket on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every time I see that, I just think Rasta West. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, Riker's like, Wesley, you shouldn't be here. And Wesley's like, you're the one who helped make me a bridge officer, you know, an acting ensign. So, you know, let me be here. He's like, all right. Whatever. Yeah. You twisted my arms. Just about. shut up. You always solve all the problems anyways. <laughs> Go ahead and stick yeah. around, kid. After all of our long talks and all this, yes, you know. Blah blah blah, and he's talking like you know he's he's some great mentor to Wesley. Yeah, but for the last what eight episodes we've heard Wesley only referred to as boy. Yeah, and, exactly. And, uh, what was it, Crusher's son? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Wesley is the, like the oh, boy. I guess yeah. he has a name now. What is the boy doing here? Yeah. And then what? Then uh, your boy number one proceeds to make everyone's fantasy. Well, yeah. Q shows up and says, "Hey, you can do whatever you want in another costume as a priest, yeah, like an Anglican priest monk or something." Yeah, he's wearing a potato sack. (laughs) (laughs) He's literally wearing a potato sack. He shakes his arm and like onions fall out, (laughs) basically. I did that. That was Q power. Yeah. <laughs> Argyle, what have you done? I'll make some soup for you later. <laughs> yeah. So uh, um, Riker's like, I can do anything. I can make all my friends' deepest dreams and wishes come Ooh. true. He's like, yes, you can. And he asked Captain, Captain, point. can I do it? And uh, Picard's like, actually, I authorize you and I encourage you to do it. Yes, please do it immediately. And then Q has this look on his face like, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> well, that totally derailed my plans. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> order number one for Q Riker, let's take care of Wesley. Yes. Make his wildest dreams come true. Wesley has really shitty dreams. Yeah. He just wants to be tall. Like, he just wants to be He old. wants to be a yeah. grown-up. He yeah. wants to be older. Being, Which I guess if everybody called you boy all the time, you probably a, would want to be an adult. Being a grown-up sucks. Yeah. Jud- judging by Jordy's reaction, I think that was more his his dream coming true. <laughs> yeah. Jordy was. Jordy's like, hey, Wes, not, not nice bad. Good. Yeah, 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 nice I've got ass. a little now, space bulge going right now. All 
of the uh, previous, you know, questionable touching and comments that Jordy have made, it exactly. really starts to come it to fruition. It puts it into perspective, yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm glad I already started working on this project. <laughs> going to reap some huge dividends later on. Yeah, I'm going to get a great return on this investment, baby. Yeah, that's all Wesley wants is just to be old. Yeah. It was his just mom, stupid. And his mom freaked out for no reason. Yeah. Like, Wesley, get out maybe of here. Maybe remind him of his dad. Well, I mean, because I th- when when that first happened, because again, I hadn't seen this episode in some time. I thought when he was going to start doing all of the all of your wildest dreams coming true, Beverly stands up instantly and runs yeah. to Wesley and tries taking him off the bridge. Right. Because I thought that you know a Q Riker was going to you know make Wesley's father appear, yeah. and that she just didn't right, want right, him to right. see that. But she just didn't want him to be big. Yeah. That's all it was. She's trying to hold him back. But then if he's a boy, she ignores him all the time. So what does it matter? I guess exactly. they're just thinking, well, I can make up time. He's only like 14, 14 to 21. I can yeah. start being nice to him. Right. But if he's, just, <laughs> if he's just old, I got no time. Right. And she's a doctor. She's probably like removing nutrients from his food so he doesn't grow, stunning <laughs> yeah. his growth, making him drink coffee and smoke cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because at first that's what I, I, I instantly thought that. When she got up, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That would have been a lot better, I think. But this was just didn't want Wesley to be Actually, it would have been better if they had went ahead and said that, you know? Yeah. Like if she had she had begged Riker, hey, please don't bring back my husband because but I don't, don't think he can see. I don't want Wesley to see. He doesn't need yeah, that. Yeah, that, that would be blah, cool. Blah, blah, right. blah. That had more emotional impact. Missed, missed opportunity right there. Yeah. Strike one. Instead, <laughs> Wesley, make Wesley older. Wesley's just taller. Yeah. And his clothes yeah. magically fit, too. Yeah. <laughs> that actor looked amazingly like him, too. It, it's a very good casting, I thought. Yeah. Well, have you seen Will Wheaton lately? Uh, yeah. And, I mean, he's still got that, that pudgy baby face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. So, you know, where this guy, the actor they had was a little bit more... Like chiseled. Um, yeah. 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 But, I mean, yeah, you can yeah. imagine that oh, he might grow up to look like this guy, because they even had kind of the same, same like, hair, douchey it was, haircut. It was quality casting. Yeah. They still had the same reggae jacket. Really yeah. muscular square jaw. <laughs> yeah. 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 He looked like uh, almost the, the Bruce Tim mm-hmm. versions of the DC characters. Yeah. That's exactly the, the, what I thought. The, yeah. Yep. Yeah, like the like the Batman uh, like animated adventures. I saw like, oh wow, look, that's the Wesley Batman animated adventure character. That's right. awesome. <laughs> yeah, so who was next up? Was uh Jordy? Jordy. He's like, Jordy. Oh my friend, I know what you want. Mm-hmm. And Jordy's like, no, it's not to see, actually. <laughs> so he uh, he I waves get, his hand. I get with that grown Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley, yeah, to my quarters. That you've already made my dream come true. Yeah. <laughs> There's more? Two birds, one stone. Well done. Uh, so he waves his hand, abracadabra, and takes off He's Jordy's like visor. Healer. He is. He's a faith healer. Yeah. Takes off the visor, and all of a sudden, Jordy can see. Yeah. And he's, I said, his beautiful brown eyes. Jordy looks weird without the visor on. Yeah. Yep. Every, every time I see, uh, 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 what's his name, his real name? LeVar, uh, LeVar Burton. Burton. Every time I see him in real life without the visor on, he looks weird to me. Yeah. Doesn't look right. Yeah. Nice eyes. It's like Jamie, it's like Jamie Foxx without the sunglasses. Same thing with Puffy. Every time I see Puffy without sunglasses right. on, I'm like, who's that guy? <laughs> Jamie yeah. Foxx has creepy eyes, though. Yeah, Jamie Foxx yeah. has totally creepy eyes. Yeah. yeah. Like, like evil That's eyes. why he wears sunglasses all the all time. All the time. <laughs> so it was weird. I don't know, it just weirded me out. Yeah. But he got yeah. to see. But yeah. Then, then he's like, I don't want this. I don't want to see. Even yeah. though he likes seeing Tasha. Yeah, because he was amped on Tasha. That's the first thing he did. He looked at the planet. He's like, oh, that's a beautiful planet. Wait a second. <laughs> Something I might like even better than that. White woman. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, girl. I'll eat some of that. I wonder, does she have big hoop earrings on? <laughs> no, no, she ain't got no hoop earrings. If she does, I know she's She ain't got no Tweety Bird shirt, though. 
<laughs> I don't think there's any question at that point that she's Yar's into dudes. well, she's into everything well, basically. Black, she's she's yeah, yeah, black yeah. dudes and robots. Yeah. Start saying yellow dudes. Yeah, but she yeah. was and the Edo. I mean, I think she's into everything. But she clearly was not impressed with. Uh, LaForge's advances like hey, you are more beautiful than I ever imagined yeah and she's like mm. yeah, she didn't right. even say thank you she's yeah, like eh, I know no but she was not amped like when Picard and her had that moment on the bridge she was into it yeah she just kind of brushed Jordy off yeah yeah. This will be a running theme, though, yeah. for Jordy for the next six years. I know. So. Right, right. Yeah, unrequited love. Woman. Maybe she's just not used to people saying how beautiful she is rather than just raping her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just straight to the rape gangs? I'm glad you said that, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll say whoa. She's like, you said that without spitting in my face. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> so this is how it's being treated nicely by a man. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, that it's was all foreign to her. That was awesome. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> so he, uh, I, so I don't like this episode that much, but that comment. That was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was on the Kaczynski scale. Yeah, that was fantastic. That was great. I'll say. <laughs> so he, uh, uh, Q Riker, returns his visa vision. Yeah. Makes him blind again, basically. Right. Yeah. Hey, too bad. <laughs> yeah. Then? And then he uh, goes to, to Worf. He's like, ah, you've been separated from your people. You're basically an outcast here. Nobody here likes you. So <laughs> you we'll give you somebody to... Crappy jobs. Yeah. You can't have sex with any of the Edo women because they couldn't take the pounding. You're yeah. going to break them. So what do we do? We're going to give you a Klingon chick. And Manny was amped on the Klingon chick. She was hot. I liked her too. I the thought... Klingon chick's hot. They yeah. always wear nice outfits. Well, that's yeah. been a consistent thing too, though, in, in Next Generation, is that they keep the Klingon chicks hot. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. like yeah. there's yeah. the yeah, twin like... sisters, yeah, the, the, the sisters that come on later. Call me crazy, but the sisters... I think they look better in the makeup. Like, I just have a feeling out of the makeup they're beastly. Yes. Yeah. Are they? Oh, man. It's a taste thing. Okay. <laughs> so that means yes. Yes. That was, that was very well put. I had no idea you were a, a diplomatic man. Yeah. Yeah. Big boobs. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. But so the, uh, the Klingon woman sees Worf and they start growling at each other. And then she sees over his shoulder, Tasha Yar. Uh-oh. She's not having this. Nuh-uh. You're not taking mine, Worf. <laughs> yeah. So she tries to attack Yar and Worf's, like, Worf's not having it. No. He basically yeah. backhands her. But I don't know if that was part of the... Foreplay? Yeah, like was it foreplay? Or is he a wife yes. beater? Or is he a wife beater? <laughs> so it's the foreplay of it all. Yeah, okay, so he smacks her in the face. Man. Yeah. Maybe a little from column A, a little from column B. Yeah. Might have been a little bit of both. <laughs> she gets a little turned on and then a war freaks out. No, this is not my life. I can't have sex. I, yeah. I don't have sex anymore. I'm a Klingon. Yeah. This isn't a part of my life anymore. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird. So, like, if that's how he has sex, like, what happens when he roughs up the suspect? I mean, like, is he... <laughs> Very like, violently. Is he, like, <laughs> holes in the like, walls? And I can imagine, you know, they're getting ready to play poker. Hey, Jordy, go get Worf. He walks up to his door, and he's about to ring the doorbell, and then he hears, like, stuff breaking and crashing. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like punching holes in walls. Yeah. Exactly. There's, a, there's just lots of artwork hanging in Worf's room to cover up the holes. <laughs> or Worf's in there at Tactical. He's got some earphones on, yeah. he's watching something, and you can kind of hear it, like, faintly, like... Like screaming and grunting and everything. It's like, Worf, are you watching Klingon porno at work? <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> but then he says, no, can't yeah. do it. No, I don't yeah. want this woman have, I can have sex with. Uh, number one gets a little offended. He's like, I'm trying to help you guys out. Yeah. Hey, I'm looking out for you guys. I want you guys to be happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I think he kind of realizes, you know, okay, I see. Everybody but Wesley, because Wesley still wants to be tall. Yeah. But then, I mean, Wesley does come down. Uh, I mean, he tried to 
make data a real person. Yeah, data with data right. is not happening. Yeah, data's like, uh, that was nah, really cool, you know. Dude. This is your fan, you know, this is an illusion. Me being a person would be an illusion. I'm happy just being yeah. this robot. Right. So finally, after three people have turned down the gifts that Riker has given them, Wesley, Wesley's you know, like, I guess I have to give mine I back, too. I guess I can't be tall anymore. Mom keeps yeah. bugging me about it. You yeah. can have my toy back. You can yeah. have my toy. He says, it's not, <laughs> it's not my time yet. You know, I want to grow into this. Now that I know I'm not going to be a freak when I grow up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not going to be a big, fat nerd. Yeah, I actually look pretty good. <laughs> Watching TV shows, talking about it on the internet. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hear I'm going to be big in the blogosphere. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, basically Riker... You know, decides I don't want this gift anymore. Yeah, nobody, nobody cares. You yeah. lost Q. You lost. Yeah, and then right. Picard's like, you know, Riker tells him, "How did I not see this?" And because you're Picard's like, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's no, right. No. You should have known this from the beginning. You're dumb. I'm smart. Yeah, essentially, that's what it turned into. Yeah. And then that's the end of the episode. Yeah, and basically uh, Q's like, no, 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 wait. You know, I I can do one more thing, or or Picard demands that he. He leaves them alone for eternity because that was kind of the deal that they made. They made no deal. Yeah. <laughs> if Riker, if Riker took the bait, then Picard would have to resign his command of the Enterprise. He's do that anyway. Which I mean, this is a win-win Eventually. for Picard. <laughs> they didn't get to Picard, but I think that was his wish. <laughs> yeah. I know you don't want to be here anymore because you're a grumpy old man. Yeah. So you don't like and children's it, on your ship. <laughs> the other half of that bargain was that uh, Q could never bother humanity again, never interfere in their matters. Well, you know again. that's not going to happen because you need the villain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You need the foil. Yeah. But at any at any rate. That's what Picard demands of Q yes. to leave. And Q's like, no, no, I, I'm not going to leave. I don't remember making a deal with you, blah, blah, I blah. I did not make that bet. And Picard's like, you know, I'm sure the other Q have been listening in, right, guys? <laughs> and you guys aren't going to put up with this. And, you know, I guess Q has a little telepathic communication with his Q brethren, the, the continuity, the continuum. The continuum. And he says, I can do one more thing. And they basically beam him out of there. That's And that's it. Yeah. Episode that's the end of the episode. They, everything returns to normal. There's a whole bunch of flashes. Yeah, for no reason. You know, it's like it's like the test room in a Nikon lab. <laughs> basically, it's just everything starts flashing so everywhere. This bridge. Yeah, and uh, they figure out, oh, we've been moved back in time to the point where we just beamed up. Which, if they just beamed up, how come they're all sitting on the bridge? Because they were all just down on the planet. Right. Now they're under. Very weird. Normal does, this kid, does this mean the kid's still dead? The kid is still dead. Okay, well then, well, yeah. make it so. Yeah. <laughs> One less kid to be on my bridge. The child is still dead. <laughs> Which, if the Q continuum was, you know, somewhat fair, they would have brought them back before they went down to the planet. No, no, or, right. you know, no, 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 no. That's too convenient. Yeah. So, but so, yeah. And the episode ends. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. Damn you, Q. Manny. What did you think? Eh, it was all right. I'd say six. 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 Yeah. Six. Yeah. The Hulkster. I think I'm going to go five. I'm going to agree with the Hulkster. I'm going to say five. I was eh, not impressed. It's a Q episode. I like Q episodes. Fillers, Six, it's honest. a 6.5 for me. 6. I thought 5. it was decent. Yeah. Okay. And, and this is going to be one of those rare weeks where I rate higher than you do. Really? Yeah, I would give this a six. Really? Wow. Just, well. I mean, I, after Farpoint, you know, and, and we get through all that with Q, Q became one of my favorite characters on all of TNG. Yep. So I mean, any Q episode, I'm I automatically bump up, but this one, it, it, I think it like you were saying earlier, it has all to do with the fact that John Delancey 
is just a fabulous yeah, actor. He's a great actor. And it just he brings is. up the whole episode he, for he's me. He's a great actor. I like I like I like him a lot and I like the interaction with him and Picard throughout the series, yeah. but there wasn't a lot of that in this episode right. for me. I just thought some of it felt kinda goofy. Santa Command is out. I will also give this one a six and a half. Six and I really a half. Like you yes. and I thought it was a pretty good episode. So there you go. So this is actually uh, pretty good this week then. Yeah, yes. Not bad. Yes, we, so we got two nice episodes in a row, so check that out. You can watch it on Netflix, watch instantly. It's fantastic. Yeah, I'm glad they did that for us, by the way. Yeah. We, we decided we decided uh, you basically approached us with the idea of doing a podcast about Star Trek the Next Generation mm-hmm. and watching episodes. And no joke, two weeks later. They announced, well, hey, Netflix we're going to start putting them on Netflix. It's a podcast. Totally. Netflix yeah. read my brain. Netflix might be a cue. Yeah. <laughs> they, made, they made my fantasy come true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, instant cue. Wow. Weird. Whoa. Oh. That's too trippy, man. Yeah, it's too trippy. So uh, don't forget to go to the website, dorktrek.com. We always kind of update stuff on there, so it's a lot of fun. And again, if you like the if you like Next Generation and you like Star Trek in general, Recommend the show to your friends. I think they'll dig it. Yes. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. It's very silly. It's very stupid. We have a good time with it. So that's that, everybody, and we will talk to you guys next week. Yes. Thank you for listening. And uh, we're out. Bye. Bye.